I saw a B-Wing on the road a couple years ago. Far, far away, Star Wars toys began, and Kenner continues the excitement. The Empire Strikes Back collection. El Regreso del Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. It's Kivecast. Was that Star Space Station the snap open space hatch? Sometimes known as the Vintage Pod. Wow, A monthly audio magazine dedicated to vintage Star Wars toys and memorabilia. Hosted by Sky Payne, Hud, Chewbacca, and Stephen Lee Dent. Market data mined by Brisbane Brisbane Mike. Luke Skywalker handles his saber well. And Fantastic Pete. Tech support by the Lowe. Come and get third on this month's ironically long Kivecast, which features Martin Thurn sitting in talking about the first ever Star Wars collector's magazine. He also delves into several little known areas of collecting, like license plates, store cards, and weird old magazines. Sky interviews Matthias and gets to the bottom of the Toy Tony scandal. All of this, plus the meaning of Minch and Princess Leia having Congress with an alien and a mummy on the Kivecast Vintage Pod. Wampa Wampa, Space Freaks. The You got all got completely oh, something happened. Yeah, I got completely. Wapa was like, <laughs> all right, let's try it. <laughs> Wampa Wampa, space freaks. Welcome to Kivecast number forty-six. Uh, actually, no. See, this is going to be forty-seven. Is it? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're right. You're yeah. right. We got the special edition. Is uh, a <laughs> is the the previous one, right? Yeah. Hey, don't uh, don't let me forget to have us record the intro to that after we're done recording this one. I'm telling you, we're like traveling around in time. <laughs> yeah, it's all very confusing. And actually, Steve, I realized something about this episode. What's that? It is the season premiere of season five. Oh, you're right. That's because, right. Because we judge our, our our seasons by card backs. That's true. And it is also, Steve, the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> because the 32 back was only Yoda. So... <laughs> Uh, season five is a is a brief one cut by strike. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh hey, did you get that job? I did. I hey, did. Hey, it just, hey. just got started. So hey, it was funny because I like I don't talk to you enough outside of <laughs> yeah. I, I called it work outside of work outside of the podcast. So I didn't know. So right as I asked you, I'm like, oh wait a minute, this could be a little bit indelicate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured. Uh, I'd, uh, I figured you'd ask now, so now was a good time. Yeah, no, it's it's going good so far. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm just in. Uh, I'm you know grading exams, grading final papers. Um, my mom's in town because uh, tomorrow I'm getting my wisdom tooth taken out. Oh man! So you have just one that's still sticking in there. Well, you know, it turns out, as you may know, uh, Steve, I have kind of a big mouth, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so like they didn't know if it would need to be taken out. And they're supposed yeah. to take out the top ones are gone. They're just totally in. My, they're like in my sinuses, up through my brain, out the top of my skull. <laughs> like those, <laughs> if those came out, it'd be like a circuit breaker. It's my whole just body would just disappear. 
Um, <laughs> but the bottom ones need to be taken out. So they're going to take them out both at the same time. But the dentist Ugh. gave up last time. He just like, I got one. <laughs> well, I had to break it off in two. But anyways, it's, I'm done. Come back later. <sighs> he, he ran away. Uh, man, that, that does not sound good. Yeah. So, <sighs> so you wanted to record tomorrow, but, um, you know, as, no, as I, no, this is a. <laughs> as I may have mentioned on the show, I'm somewhat of a, of a teetotaler. You know, I've never taken any drug of any kind at any point in my life, with the exception of alcohol and tobacco. Um, <laughs> so, when I get on those things, I am not the same sky that that you know and tolerate. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, you know, I just I meant to tell you this right right away when I told you I got the job. One of the first things I was getting trained with was uh, <laughs> cataloging tape heads. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it just happened to be one of the the titles that came into the archive. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have you train with with tape heads. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and, and you still hadn't seen it? No, I still haven't seen it. So I, I watched the first, first little <laughs> oh, bit man. today because um, I'm just I was just transcribing the credits and stuff. And oh my god, the first few minutes, I'm like, oh, I need to watch the rest of this immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, once again, you know, Ron Salvatore. That's one of his favorite movies. Or I don't know, he has so many. But he was like, how come? <laughs> he was upset he wasn't on the episode where we talked about tape heads. Yeah. And now one episode after he was on, we talk about we're, tape we're heads. We're talking again. about tape heads again. Sorry, Ron. It's not intentional. <laughs> uh, but actually, speaking of being off topic, um, we're going to be joined by Martin Thurn. Yes. Um, and he's the Yoda expert. And as well as our our best critic. So he's always sort of chiming in with his opinions of what could be better. Uh, and I, I really like that about him. Um, I wish I had the courage. Yeah, to be, he, he keeps us in check. <laughs> yeah, so it would be fun to have him on, and you know, maybe like ask him, "What would you change? And what would you do this?" And so that that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but let's see. You know, the the movie thought is really simple for me this month, Steve. Okay. That is just you know talking about Yoda. It's more about the experience of watching the movie, and I remember, you know, so Empire Strikes Back probably the. 20th or 23rd time when I saw the movie. You know, yeah. I was probably 17 or 18 or whatever. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, wait, Yoda's really funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> for some reason, I the whole like, mine, I will help you nod and like the whacking R2, like, yeah, just, yeah. I just never processed that as comedy. And <laughs> just now when I watch it, it's, you know, my favorite scenes and it's so great and it's the whole spirit of the whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's I, I, probably my favorite Yoda scene in the whole thing is just him being goofy. As, as <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just like I, maybe, does anyone else ever have that experience? You know, email us, uh, kivecast at gmail.com because there's sometimes there's just things you don't realize you don't realize. And I remember just thinking, oh, wait, this is funny and understanding it as comedy. Um, also, yeah, there's some yeah. kind of, I don't know, like, like kind of like Marx brothers -y or something about the way that he's just such a wiseacre and just always like, you know, kind of physical with that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that when he hits uh, R2's little compartment closed, yeah. I, I just, when he, it just cracks me up every time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess just when you're a kid and you watch movies, you just, there's so many things you don't see, you know, like there can be references to sex or drugs and you just don't see it. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. if you don't understand it, it's actually really cool. When you're a kid, if you don't understand something, you just don't see it. <laughs> it's just. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's completely off the radar. <laughs> yeah. Like you worry about what's appropriate or not, but like really just kids just don't see it. So yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so what so, what, uh, what was your uh, figure thought, Steve? Okay, so, well, this kind of ties in. I mean, to me, the, the figure for the vintage Yoda, the expression on that little thing's face is essentially that scene to me. Like, it's it's that... <laughs> It just, I don't know. It's the same with, like, Chewbacca to me. They they have that kind of half smirk, half grin, but only, you know, captured in those vintage toys. Like, if you tried to do that today in, with, like, a really high-tech sculpt, it just wouldn't work. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's probably my, my favorite, like, head sculpt of the vintage line, I think, thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what I was thinking, Steve? Uh, yeah. It's actually, it's kind of like... And Chewbacca's the same way. It's kind of like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, because it's, it is it is a smile. But it's not quite, you know... But it's also completely... not a smile. It's not yeah. like... Like, you know, like when kids do drawings and they just have the big, stupid, you know, you or whatever. Like, yeah. that's not the way people smile. Right. But it is a smile and it's not. I think the same thing with, with Chewie's laugh, roar, whatever it is. It's the, yeah, whatever that is, yeah. Yeah, it's the perfect inner... Intermediate between emotions and yeah, and yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Like nowadays, it'd be like, oh, cool, dude, you get the black series. It comes one where Yoda where he's like growling because he's like fighting Darth Sidious, and there's like one where he's like frowning because he's like didn't want Luke to go face Vader. There's one where he's like smiling because he's like hitting R2 D2 with a gimmer stick, and (laughs) else comes with two gimmer sticks. It comes with a blue gimmer stick and a brown gimmer stick, and anyways, uh, (laughs) it's just one one sculpt. Are, that, you, are you done with the modern lines, guy? Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, no, it's awesome. Especially when you have kids. Are you kidding me? I love it. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That, that was good, though. Man. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 you, if you like Sky Payne, nerdy modern collector as a character, please email us, skyvecast at gmail.com. Because I could have kept going. I just got the sense. I know. I, I could sense there was a deeper well there that I'm sure will be explored later. With, with Martin waiting. Like yeah. the number one complaint is our shows are too long, and he's just sitting there waiting for us to call him for like twenty minutes. It's terrible. Uh, well, we'll get him in here real quick. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get him in real quickly. Uh, then in that case, um, we'll have to get to the to the hike, the sky coos then. Yes, yes, sky coos. Okay. Uh, would you like the the char- the movie character or the figure? Let's go for the character first. Okay. So on spiritual, Steve. Okay, I had, I had a feeling it might be. Rubber puppet ear, not this crude matter. Frank Oz plays a god. <laughs> uh, awesome. If I can analyze my own poem, Steve, you see the richness of that is, is, is Frank Oz playing a god, meaning that he's playing Yoda, who is a god, or is he playing a god because he's animating this yes. matter into flesh? Cult- this cultural icon. Yeah. yeah, like, is he God or is he playing a God? You know, is Yoda yeah. God or is Frank Oz the God, you know? Yeah, uh, deep, deep. Yeah. Um, uh. There's actually this biblical scholar who uh, wrote this thing saying that uh, you can't prove God exists in the same way that Sherlock Holmes couldn't prove that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle exists. <laughs> and I thought about that for a long time. And I tried to explain that to my kids. I was like, you know, you couldn't prove... That George, you know, that George Lucas exists to Yoda. Like you just couldn't, you couldn't do that. Right. Anyways, <laughs> uh, here's uh, the the sky coup for the figure. <clears throat> all right. This one's more poetic, not a spiritual. The dish towel shirt, crooked cane, smiles in mud, orange snake scarf. 
Uh, well done, sir. Thank and you. Yeah. You, you're not, it's, oh, I see, I'm worried when you start getting to like Kia Mall. What's your Kia Mall <laughs> Sky uh, I'll get there. You, yeah. you will. I know. I, I'm actually looking forward to those almost more. And like yeah. the Yoda, like, yeah, this is perfect. But man, to see what you can pull for, for Thal Jobin or something, I'm just, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Um, we'll get there. Now, but, now Steve, for the flip yeah. the script. Yeah. It's getting really, really hot in here. Flip the script. Flip the script. You sent me something saying many people have already heard about Minch, but I have some other tidbits. Uh, I don't know what Minch is. I assume okay. it was British <laughs> slang for a woman's private parts. So um, uh, we're going to actually get uh, to some Minches later in the show, the interview with Matthias. Um, uh, he's, oh, not a, he's not a Minch. The, the, no, the people no, no, no. who could be scamming people or could right. al- be allegedly Minches. But, right, but w- right. what are you talking about a Minch? Okay, okay. So uh, this is, I guess it will be a two-part flip the script then because Minch – was Poor Martin, an original still waiting on the phone oh, I know, for us. I know. Hey, Martin, I'm, I'm hoping this is good. Um, anyway, I'm sure Martin knows about Minch. Uh, Minch was one of the original, or I guess the original name for Yoda's character in, in early versions of the story. And uh, in some cases, it just says Minch, and others, it's like his last name almost, Yoda Minch, or Minch Yoda, something like that. Huh. <laughs> anyway. So that, that's, that's a whole other can of worms, but uh, going back to the scripts anyway, um, there's a great note where he's, uh, Lawrence Kasdan is trying to figure out how to make Yoda talk, and it's, he's kind of inconsistent in the two versions he has, and then on one of his typed script pages, he wrote himself a note saying, figure out a speech pattern for Yoda, and I'm just like, man, that is... <laughs> A history right there. He's like, wow. for a while, he's kind of talking normal, and then, you know, and after you start to get handwritten stuff after that, and he's, you've got the iconic lines right there. Um, but yeah, he writes himself, figure out a speech pattern for Yoda. And when I found that, I'm like, oh man, this is, that's insane. Wow. Um, that's, but there so it is. That is really cool. Yeah. And, and the Mensch thing. Yeah. So yeah. Is, do you think that's just like a play on Mensch? <laughs> I mean, I, that's kind of what my. Uh, take on it was is it cross be like uh, a mensch and a Grinch? Huh. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that's <laughs> that's why I, I came up with that title, Minch the Grinch. I'm like, all right, it's Christmas time. Well, because Minch it, is involved, and yeah, right. But then also Hanukkah just passed, and you know, Minch right. is a great Jewish term for like someone yep. who's a stand-up guy. <laughs> right, that's right. Like a whole, Man, whole just, different way of thinking about Yoda. If he's yeah, you think of him as yeah. kind of like a wise old Jewish elder, you know, like right. dispensing wisdom. I like that Yoda Mensch. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny. It, speaking of, of Mensch, I just watched The Apartment for the second time last night, and there's that great line where Jack Lemon is being told what a Mensch is. He's like, it's a human being. <laughs> have you ever seen that? Uh, Steve, have I ever seen it? Yeah. I actually have a, a a Xerox of a still from that movie hanging up on the wall of the room that I sleep in. Ah, okay. Then we're we're on good terms. The then. Uh, the, the elevator scene. You know, oh yeah, where they're they're Which, staring. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Poor Ron, man. He's on the wrong episodes. I know. Episode. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I know. He gets on. I just talk about Hoffa. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to talk to Martin. So uh, yeah. So let's let's give him a call and start the show. Uh, polyvocally. <laughs> All right. Take a seat at the Space Chess Roundtable with the Kivecast. This month's visitor is Martin Thurn. 
Toyota collector, an all-around hobby enthusiast, and editor. All right, Steve, we are here with Martin Thurn. How's it going, Martin? Hi, I'm doing great. Uh, just, just to clear things up, a while ago when I looked up your name, um, I found that that's also the name of a famous 70s prog kraut rocker from Germany uh, for the band called Analogy. Are you of any relation to Martin Thurn of Analogy? <laughs> not that I know of. Have you heard of Analogy? <laughs> I did not know the name of his band, but I knew there was a, a, yeah, some kind of hard rock guitarist with the same name. I thought yeah. he was from Austria, but whatever. It could be Austria. It's all just called Kraut Rock, which is, I guess, somehow not racist because of, you know they have somewhat of a spotty past. Um, but uh, anyway, so I think, Martin, for the rest of the time that I ever mention you, I'll probably play a little bit of analogy as a music bed for you. Sweet. They seem to know the way. They had no ear, they had no eyes. But for to kill, they had two hands. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're really happy to have you on. We, uh, we were talking a little bit about how you're one of our most dedicated listeners and, and feedbackers, which I really appreciate, Martin, um, because people don't always give feedback, and, and you always do. And t- could you just remind me, what is the rule with lays versus lies? Because you commented <laughs> on that last month, and I actually don't entirely know it because I only teach French grammar. So, so I should have said the rebel soldier lay. Well, lay is the past tense of lie. Okay. But well, lay, lay is also a, the transitive verb for, you know, putting something down. Okay. Whereas lie is the intransitive where you lie yourself down, so to speak. Oh, see, that really helps That's me. how I remember it. All right, good. Steve, do you know what a transitive verb is? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've heard that. <laughs> I've have those in French. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Steve, the idea is that a transitive verb can have a direct object. So, I throw the ball, right? So, the ball is the direct object, so throw is transitive because you can, you know, you can actually transit the action to something. Whereas, like, I was born, like, you can't have, like, a direct object with that. So Got it. I get it. So, lie is intransitive. Well, thank you, Martin. It was great having you on the show. Uh, we'll, yeah, thanks, uh, <laughs> and that's great. Now you can keep it under two hours. Huh? See you later. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's so. So, what what is it, Martin? Why do you think it, the show goes too long? What 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 is it? The do, is it that you just like? Do you listen to it like intently, or how, how do you listen to the show? Well, the, the it's I guess it's it's probably my personal problem, but I cannot listen to the show and do something else at the same time. I just can't ah. concentrate. So it, it sort of takes too much of my time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to actually listen to it, but I don't know. I, I get. I think that makes sense, Steve. That's that seems to be it. Is that some people can multitask, or yeah. And but I guess Martin's being more respectful because he's just giving it the the time and the energy you know, you to just listen to it. Oh, that's yeah. That, that, that's a good reason because whenever I listen to podcasts, I'm doing just everything. I'm just like always running around. So if it was up to me, every podcast would be however many hours I am awake long. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, before we kind of get into the news, Martin, so why did we invite you on here? Uh, you're, you are, uh, why are you on this month's episode? Oh, uh, well, I guess uh, I'm one of the Yoda guys. 
partly right. my favorite character, and uh, it's well, my car is all decorated with Yoda. Yes. Yeah, so, so tell me that your your icon here is a uh, is a license plate. And yes. It, and it reads Toy Yoda. Yes. And what kind of car is it? It's a Toyota Camry. Now, does this does this go back to your childhood with Toyota? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he was always my favorite character ever since the 1980, but... Uh, but when you were a kid, you didn't think that a Toyota car was actually a Toyota? No. Okay, because I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I saw your license plate, like... I just thought that Toyotas were the coolest cars because it was like, oh my god, it's a Toyota. It's it's all of like I thought that there was a real link. Oh man! Well, actually, one uh, one funny thing about about this month is uh, I've actually recorded the news today, guys. Ah, oh, see, I was wondering if you'd already done that. Yeah, I called Matthias and yeah. uh, I talked to him. I hate to say it, Martin, for but for about forty five minutes, oh, um, all about the Toy Tony <laughs> scandal. Um, right. So I think what I'll just do is I'll just kind of insert that here. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. Ah. Okay. So I am here. Well, actually, if you hear that sound, it can only mean one thing. How's it going, Matthias? <laughs> it's going great. Listening to Abba and drinking wine, having a great time in Sweden. I, you know, I wasn't going to put Abba in the final mix, but if you insist, Matthias. Uh, <laughs> so you are our go-to expert on what can only be called potentially the biggest fiasco and scam in the history of Star Wars vintage collecting. Think that's fair to say, Matthias? It could be if it turns out to be true, which which I personally believe uh, it definitely is. Uh, huge amounts of stuff and huge amounts of money. And uh, as far as expert, I don't know. No one can be expert in this mess. <laughs> there are so many guys doing hard work, and uh, I don't think anyone knows the whole story yet. It's too much to read up on and make conclusions about. Yeah, it's funny actually. I got a I got a text from Chris Jogulia saying, uh, "Hey man, you have to cover." Uh, first of all, he said, "You snooze, you lose." Well, Ash, you snooze, you lose, and you're way behind right from the start. I've got a Pokemon, and you don't. That's how he starts everything. Uh, and, and then he said, hey, man, you got to cover this Toy Tony thing. Yeah, I don't know if you know about it. I was like, Chris, I posted like three times on that thread. He's like, oh, I'm only up to page 67. <laughs> so, yeah, there's been thousands, it seems like thousands of posts written about it. So what I'm hoping, Matthias, is for you to give us the dumbest down possible version of, of what's happened. So. Uh, well, uh I'm going to try. Uh, I'm going to try uh, the best I okay, can. Okay, how, how, how about we'll make it so dumb that I'll start talking, and I'll just say what I know, and then I'll ask you questions to help me clarify. How does that sound? It sounds great. Okay, so then for the past about 15 years, right? There's been a website, ToyTony.com. Uh, don't we do okay. not support them at this point? <laughs> And on that site, there has been, for the entire time that it's been on there, many seemingly endless amount of carded figures from England and Germany. 
That's correct. And other stuff too. It, it, it's a toy dealer site. Uh, I bought from him like 10 years ago. I honestly didn't know it. he was selling anymore. I was quite surprised by that. Right. So, but, but that's correct. Right. Yeah. And so most of what he sold was ridiculously high quality. Um, and most of them are what's called 45, uh, Palatoy 45 D backs, right? So no logo, no offer, but just a, an offerless empire Palatoy, uh, carded figure, a, a German 45 back, which is the only carded German I've ever seen. Um, and then a lot of Return of the Jedi 65, uh, uh, C and D back. No, just, I think 65 D backs. That's right? probably, I don't know about the numbers and Peltor cards, but yeah, you're probably right. right. Well, somewhere out there, I don't know. David tree is going like, no, it's a 65. Hey, w. You losers. <laughs> it's a 65 H. Um, <laughs> that, that's an English pronunciation joke. Um, and, I've always thought it was weird that there were so many of these things out there, but all the respected collectors I know said, yeah, it's totally legit and it's totally fine. Yeah. And then in the last month, this is where I get, this is where things start to get confusing. So the recently dethroned king of Star Wars collecting. So Steve Sansweet is now the biggest collector of Star Wars in the world. And before that, it was a, I won't say shady, but I will say shadowy figure in England named Jason Joyner, who had the record even though he didn't have the largest collection. Now, yeah. now, I've seen a lot of threads of people trying to identify why is he considered to be shady. I've never heard anyone say anything. I have asked people directly. They don't answer me. It, it's, no, it's honestly weird, Matthias. I mean, I imagine even if I asked you, you wouldn't tell me. And, I, and so I don't know what everyone else who has a. I don't know. All I can tell you is he's doing a great uh, interpretation of Britney Spears. Uh, I met him a few times. He's quite a fun guy. Okay. 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 So we'll just leave it at that because uh, anything I've ever heard about him negative has been hearsay. And, and hopefully someone will say, oh, it's because of this and that or that and this. But everyone's been very mum about that. But whatever it is, very. But, but, but you have to remember, even like big names in the hobby has said they they've been like shady things, and people I really trust. I don't have seen any proofs like you. Right. So it's very weird indeed. But some some big names in the hobby uh, has indeed uh, said they are true. Right. So, but I don't know. Right. So that's that's just sort of set the entire question of these of this current scandal because he's the person who brought the potential scam to light. So it was seen as a unreliable or actively potentially malicious source. Okay. So for those who think that he is a scammer for reasons that have not been explained to me, so I don't claim they're true or not true, basically have just dismissed this whole thing outright because of the source it, it came from. So what did he claim, Matthias? Uh, well, uh, all of a sudden, uh, short backstory. There was a thread on on the UK uh, Star Wars forum uh, discussing the Pell toy uh, vinyl cape Java. Okay, uh, that th thread was like since this spring, uh, and people was question questioning it because it was the first one to appear, and it was Jason's, uh, Jason Joiner's, uh, that he showed off uh, on the Empire days. And people wonder if it was real or not. 
uh, and all of a sudden two more pops up or one more, I don't remember. Well, that was the spring. There was like a six-page thread about is it legit or not. And all of a sudden, like two weeks ago, uh, Jason Joyner joins the forums and uh, finds this old thread. Uh, probably that's why he joins. So, and he says like, hey, it's me. I own the Palto Java and uh, it's uh, completely legit. That's where it all started. Okay. So, so this figure who people haven't seen for years shows up and there's rumors swirling around, or not even rumors, but whispers of rumors <laughs> swirling around. So it causes a, a big stir. Yeah, because it was Jason that owns it. People starting to question it, uh, like they do with his props and so on. Okay, so, so that's one of the, the questions, right? He was a prop collector and apparently... He was definitely. He was one of the earliest collectors. Period. It was like he started to collecting like in the early eighties. Uh, props, toys, everything. Right. And so he apparently, at some point, is alleged to have sold props that were inauthentic, as authentic. Yeah, yeah but I don't know that. That's hearsay right. as well. That's just so that's what people I, I'm say. Not the, I'm not the person to ask about right. that. But all the rumors, but all the, the there's the gold hat, uh, Bespingar, uh, <laughs> sold in the UK, that's come, uh, come from Joiner. Uh, the Greyland, uh, very uh, known uh, snow trooper, uh, some prototype R2, etc. Okay. They all uh, come from Jason, and he still claims they're real, at least the Greyland snow troopers. Right. Uh, I, I think most collectors uh, have uh, another opinion about that, but I don't know. Okay. Well, and so he, he joins the thread and says, hey, it's, uh, the, the Java is uh, completely real. Uh, it's mine. I've had it. Uh, I don't remember for how long. Uh, and he started posting weird stories about, like, the good old days, uh, the Greyland Snow Troopers, etc. Okay. And all of a sudden, he, he says, like, yeah, and all, like, you know, there was, at one point, there was, like, 25,000 unused Peltoy card bags that was for sale in the, early, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and people uh, was quite shocked about that. What, was that a rumor? Was it true? He, and he claims that he was offered to buy it from a guy named Arthur. Right, Arthur. Uh, so this is a, a key figure in this whole story. Absolutely. It's basically a triangle of Arthur, Tony, yeah. and let's call him Jason, just in honor of Matthias. Um, yeah. So there's Jason, Arthur, and uh, and uh, uh, and Tony. So th that's the, the, the triangle here. So yeah. Arthur offers the card backs. To, to Jason, Jason. Okay. Who, who, who says who makes him an offer and uh, it's not good enough supposedly uh, and uh, supposedly Tony buys them uh, for for ten uh, ten thousand uh, quids. Okay, uh, and that was like common knowledge back then, according to, to Jason. Okay, so 10,000 quid, that's like probably $18,000. That's probably like uh, 200,000 krone. Um, <laughs> like, that's like a trillion <laughs> <Okay>. kronos. <laughs> uh, uh, and in that thought, there was like Peloton, there were German cards, etc. 
and there was like cards and bubbles. So uh, original bubbles. Uh, okay, so original Palatoy bubbles. And so, yeah. does anyone have any idea how Arthur got a hold of these? I, I honestly don't remember that. Uh, so no, I can't answer that. We have to uh, to check that out, and and you may have to make a uh, second recording oh, about course. that. Of course, this is going to go on for months. It insert the facts here. Right. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So then, apparently, this is widely known. Although, has and no one has confirmed this except for Jason. Okay. Yeah. And there's a few. The funny thing is, like when Billy Boy, uh, another famous uh, UK guy, uh, was around, uh, he he was a truly expert in Peltoy and Trilogo stuff before he turned to the dark side. Well, we discussed this uh, very much. I I was very looking into the unused uh, callback that were around, and uh, and Bill said like. He got offered, and he f- he knew there was like boxes of unused callbacks from some guy that tried to sell them. Huh. So like, and that was ten years ago. I still have the uh, the the message from from Bill uh, on Rebels Gone, and that's and I was like, I wonder what happened with those. And and then when like Bill turned evil, and I was like, oh, he's probably lying. Right. And uh, no, I don't know. So. Yeah. Okay, so that is kind of a secondary source confirming that. At some point, and when do you think Tony started selling carded Palatoy uh, figures? Uh, very early in nineties, in the early nineties. Okay. Uh, if if you should. Uh, believe the the rumors or or not the rumors that the fact uh, a lot of people were buying uh, stuff from from Tony and from Jason in the nineties, uh, tons of stuff. Huh. So uh, Jason was selling the same kind of items. Well, uh, this is a weird thing. One guy on the forums. Uh, this is only making things more uh, <laughs> difficult to understand. But one guy uh, says that he. Overheard Jason uh, saying uh, that he sold some carded fets that were recorded uh, at the convention at the toy show back in the nineties. Here say again, but there's a guy on the forums that's saying it, so I don't know. Right? Okay. This is a side story, so right. uh, l- let's see if we come back to that one or okay. not. <laughs> okay. So then. So then, what happens? That he just happened to throw this out in this thread, and then that just unleashed just the storm. Yeah, it did. Uh, at first, it was like, okay, is another one of Jason's stories. But long, long story short, uh, people were, were starting to 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 examine their stuff. Uh, there, there's too many pages to, to so so really long long story short, uh, people were starting to look into their own stuff since Jason said that Tony bought all of that twenty five thousand cards uh, and bubbles, uh, and Tony has been questioned a lot of times. Uh, during many years, okay. how in the world can they have some mint figures, etc.? Right. 
Uh, well, factory overstock makes sense, right? I mean, if they had overstock, you know, and yeah. you got a hold of it, that's how I always justified it. It, it was funny. We're going to get back to this, but I remember when this came out thinking, oh, that's good. I'm glad I only have like two figures that are, you know, that could possibly have come from him. And I'm now sitting yeah. in front of all six. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man, uh, this, uh, this could be a this could be an expensive uh, scandal here. Just you know, just me alone. But okay, so then people start to analyze it. So I think that's what I'd like to do now is kind of make this kind of a, a, a because you're the person who I think has best shown how would we determine if this was true. Okay, so the the claim is that Tony bought the cardbacks and the bubbles, and that he yep. set up a separate eBay account. Now this is confirmed that he has a separate eBay account. Yeah. It okay. Is. And what and what did he buy with that separate eBay account? Uh, that separate, he was buying mint uh, figures uh, with that U graded figures, uh, mint figures, uh, etc. Right. And the funny thing is, he's been changing that not name on that account thirty times. Wow. During the years, why do you do that? I don't know. Right. Yeah. So that definitely seems very shady. Yeah. So then the claim is that he's just buying mint figures and carding them. And now one of the things that's been on the forum is what should we call these figures if it is true? And uh, I- I'm just going to use the power of the podcast to push forth what I like. Matthias, I like calling them mod seals because cause they're not reseals because they were never sealed in the first place. So they'd be modern seals. So why not call them mod seals? What do you think? Do you think that's uh, a lame name? What do you like to call them, Matthias? I don't know. Fake is the only <laughs> word that pops up uh, all the time. I understand. Mod- mod- um, I like a word actually, and many people don't think they're they're definitely not fakes all the way. But I, I had an example. If if you found like a, a Picasso sketch and you had his old paint tubes and his brush and you you just painted the, the painting, uh, you couldn't call it a Picasso. Right, that's true. It, 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 it would be very difficult to put a name on that painting. Right. Uh, uh, but like Modsil, yeah, sounds good. Okay, so then, then that's, that's the claim. And there's a couple things I want to go through with you, Matthias. One is yep. uh, explain your experiment with a C-3PO card. Because what I have in front of me, Matthias, just so you know, and I'll kind of play along with this at the same time. So from yep. the museum, I have a Palatoy unused card back. Which, uh, according yeah. to AFA, could be a proof. It's actually called. Yeah, it's actually course. called a yeah. proof, a round-cornered palatoy proof, according to yeah. AFA. <clears throat> and that uh, that palatoy unused AFA uh, cardback is like most likely coming from Toy Tony from the start. Right. Okay. So I have that. I uh, and that's a sixty-five back proof. I have a yeah. sixty-five back Chewbacca. I have a sixty-five back. Uh, miscarded Chewbacca with the Darth Vader on it that I'm nearly positive is a reseal. I've been pretty certain of that since I've owned it. I have a miscard with a General Maydeen 65-back Chewbacca that I believe is a, is an authentic figure. I have a uh, Clipper 65-back, which I also think is an authentic figure because um, I don't think... Has anyone ever you know, um, done a, a bootleg of the color... Uh, catalog on the back of a clipper. I've, I've never heard of that. Um, 
And then I have the German 45 back. So I have a pretty good swash of things that could be from Toy Tony, things that are definitely from Toy Tony. And, and so what should I be looking for? What did you do with the C-3PO um, in your study? Uh, I, <clears throat> I compared the, the, the Omnius car back, and I was looking for uh, weird things. And I found some... Uh, first, I found a uh, print error, a small, small, insignificant... Uh, pink dot okay. uh, that's dirt on the printing plate that's not supposed to be there but things happened uh, and small things can get to, through quality control uh, and then there was a misprint a misregistration uh, error with, with so, so the printing isn't that 100% uh, sorry, so can you explain a, that a little bit more so like the, the colors aren't 100% or what's not 100% uh, it's like it, it's not aligning correctly. Okay. Uh, the, the graphic is not like on top of each other. Okay. Uh, it's like a kind of misprinted area. Okay. Uh, um, Good. So I, I, I'm and, looking at this proof card back here, Chewbacca, and I don't see any pink dots because it's not a, a C3PO. Uh, but I do see a little no. bit of, of misalignment. So I will I will keep track of that. Um, I see a little bit of a misalignment at the top of the of where the bubble would go. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, and that doesn't need to mean a thing, but the thing is I compared it to one of the, the color figures I have from Tony uh, with uh, a bubble and a C-3PO, and that was like a perfect match. It was the exact same card back, and that means it's from the same uh, print batch. Uh, since there are errors and there's dirt, uh, that shouldn't be on every card ever ever pro- uh, produced. So those two cards are definitely from the same batch. Okay, so I, as uh, a as a printer, if you see the same pink dot, you can assume that's from the same batch. So that means like they set the machine going yeah. and they make however many thousands. It was like a, a piece of, uh, like a grain on on the printing cylinder, a printing plate right. uh, that causes that uh, small little dot. And if you notice that, you will remove it and then you continue printing without the, the pink dot. So it, it don't need, like I said, it doesn't need to mean anything, but those small errors they were existing on both the, the Onus card back and the card figure. But all of the others uh, I've seen, like card backs with price stickers, uh, card figures from, from Shadow collections, we're talking like 10, 15 C3POs. They lack uh, these errors. Right. So my conclusion is that those cards... Uh, that Tony has and uh, the unused card back and the card figure, they're like they're like siblings. They're like uh, they were printed at the same time from the same stack of of cards, and none of the others uh, from from collectors uh, have those errors, uh, and that's pretty odd. Uh, so so. Um, right. So, so basically, I guess if you're playing along at home and you have more than one of these, the idea is, and I've done this, and I, I don't know, Matthias. I just, I don't, I don't have your eyes. So I haven't been able to do anything. I actually, 
that's a common like I, I've seen on the forums people start looking for for pink dots <laughs> right. etc. And that, it's not always uh, going to be that, a pink dot. <laughs> no, and that doesn't mean anything. Right. It only means anything if you have an unused card back. Right. You have a carded figure, and then you have a carded figure from Tony, right. and then you have childhood collection card backs, uh, carded figures, etc. So you have to have three right. pieces to compare. Right. And I'm pretty sure I have three, but I'm not certain because it's possible that that they're all that they're all fakes or whatever. Like it's not this uh they're all from Tony. Yeah. I mean it's hard to tell. I mean I think I don't know if you saw the Medine that I have. Um but it it's yeah. got, you know, price sticker residue. It's got a really it's you know really beat up. It's got a yellowed bubble. It um so it would have to be a really advanced scam, and I don't think there's been much of a sign of him doing that in the past. Um, and like I said, like the the it's a greener the behind Chewbacca, it's greener than gray. And that's kind of like a difference. Sometimes you'll see, um, and so I I don't know that that's I was hoping to. F- so, so so what you need to do, you need to find some childhood uh, cardbacks from Chewbacca sixty five. Okay. And because the, the, the German one, the Clipper ones, etc., what you have is most likely from a different print batch. Right. So it's so it's like comparing apple and uh, apples and oranges. Right. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So, so I'll so, put that out there. If anyone has a childhood sixty-five back card back of Chewbacca, please let me know because I'll be able to to compare all these. Now, this actually brought up a lot of questions I had, Matthias. And I, I haven't yeah. prepped you for them at all, so you maybe don't have any answers. Sure. So uh, there's a few things, right? All of the unused card backs that I've ever seen are unpunched. Has that been your experience? Yeah, there's a few out there that misses the punch, but I that could have been just like disappeared. Uh, like there's a log array, etc. And uh, 100% there. of the carded figures that I've seen do not have the punch. Have you noticed that as well? Yeah. So... That seems to me to indicate that maybe there isn't something going on. Because if you were a scammer, wouldn't you want to sell one that was unpunched at a premium? Like, wh- why just have some card backs and some carded figures? Yeah, well, uh, pretty good question. So you don't have an answer. I definitely <laughs> don't have an answer. So I- I'm just trying to think like like the like the alleged criminal is. <clears throat> yeah, and then. I just I also think so 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 you're saying like Tony's carded figures they're all punched right they're all punched and all of the as a why if if all of these I mean what I'm thinking is is that maybe these uh, uh these the that everything that Tony if uh, everything under here's a blanket of legend if Tony did it then maybe he only did carded figures and maybe not the card backs, maybe the card backs come from, you know, Jason or someone else who didn't do this Absolutely. scam. Like, I, I don't know. Just that, that's uh, that's uh, definitely a possibility. And no matter who who did it, it's uh, we don't know that. But what we think we know is that someone made them. And if I were a scammer, maybe I would have punched the un, uh, unused card backs to make them look like more production figures. Right. But I guess that's what mystifies me about this uh, AFA, because that's the other thing. The other debate is, 
AFA has graded thousands of these, literally. So yeah. does this in some way debase AFA? Um, that's, you know, we'll probably get into that at some point. But what's interesting about this unused card back is, first of all, they call it a proof. And I remember when I bought it, everyone said it's not a proof. And by everyone, I mean you, Matthias. Um, but the other thing I haven't seen mentioned in any of the threads, maybe I just missed it, is that every single one of these 65 backs is noticeable because there is something that has been uh, crossed out with a marker. So if you, if you look yeah. at the back, uh, Absolutely. above no, open to no, UK residents that, only, yeah. there's a big marker slash across the back. Yeah. So that 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 was one of the things that the UK guys uh, that that went to David Tree's uh, show noticed as well. Right. So obviously these are not proofs because why would you go to the trouble of inking out something that if you were just trying to establish if the printer worked, you wouldn't have to ink it out, right? Like so, this had to be an unused card back and not not a proof of any kind, right? <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I, I just I never heard it. Probably. I never yeah. heard anyone put it in that way that because it's inked out, it can't be a proof. Well, uh, for uh, so no one has ever. Uh, they have never been proofs. Okay. So, so <laughs> I, I think that's like they're not proofs at all, and it was AFA that labeled them as proofs at one time, like ten years ago, before uh, they didn't know better. Right. Uh, so everyone from the UK, everyone else is like, they're unused cardbacks and no one believes they are our proofs. Right, okay. So then basically where we're stuck now is there's no real way to determine if this happened. It's just based on whether or not we think it is. Now, is there something about the seals that people can look at? I saw a lot of stuff on the threads yeah, about the absolutely. seals. And that's the biggest thing. I've only like noticed this about the the C three PO, which I'm I'm positive uh, they they must come from the same stock. That means that someone, the it's it's not likely that uh, well yeah whatever we don't need to go there again. Uh, but the seals that uh, the early ones that Jason also brought a lot of carded figures to the show. He met up with a lot of guys last weekend. Right. And he brought like a box of, of card figures that he claims was from Tony earliest days. Right. And you can clearly see they were like early, uh, they were ironed uh, with an iron, they were glued, they were like uh, spray mounted, uh, like different kind of tests. Right. Uh, if they truly were from Tony or they came from Jason, I don't know, or some other guy. We don't know that, but people have noticed uh, like iron marks on a lot of their carded figures that come from Tony. Right, and a lot of like strange sort of um, people sort of say there's like a little circular pattern on the bubbles sometimes. Yeah, yeah I noticed that on my on my Vader recard, um, what I think is a recard. Uh, you can kind of see the sort of half circle, and I guess it's positive that's like where someone put their finger down to press the bubble in. Exactly, um, and that that is definitely very noticeable. Is there something else too I read about about the cards like being flat or kind of indented at at the seal? Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing that's 
that shouldn't be there. Uh, the the iron thing is that's just like that's that, outrageous. I've never seen that before on any other carded figure. I mean, to to, no. to me, whatever whatever Jason brought, I personally I don't think those don't. I I don't think those can be proven to be anything. I mean, they look really like oh my god, did he really do no. this? But they, those just seem out, outrageously they, bad. Uh, but 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 what it may people do is like they were starting to look for for similar things, and and other people have found the same traces of stuff. Okay. Uh, iron marks, etc. Both on the card back and, and in melted in the bubbles. So, 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 so no matter if those from Jason's are, are like from Tony or not, uh, the, the same uh, markings uh, have been found on, on cards in the wild that comes from Tony. Right. And then, so if if it looks like the bubble is kind of indented into the card, it's that's a sign that it's probably a, a modern seal, right? Because it would be able to lay flat through the industrial process. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's a great vid uh, showing how, how the seal works in like in steel molds. That's quite quite cool to see. Right, and that's yeah that. And if you don't have that equipment, if you're doing it at home, it's, it doesn't look that way. So right. you get different results. And it seems as though some of them, too, are kind of mis... I don't know, not just missealed, but like coming off the bottom of... Yeah. Uh, and that's something I'm trying to figure out is why would, why would he do this and seal it so that the bottom... It kind of comes off the bottom. I mean, why do that? Why not have it fit right on the card? This I don't know. It, it, I think it's just personal because it's it's it seemed difficult to do. Even like Kenner bubbles uh, in the bottom are quite. They often lose. Uh, I don't know if it has to do something about the bubble shapes that makes them more difficult to seal in the bottom or not. Right. So it, it could be one of those things. Right. Wow. Well, I, I will say that. And, and 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 one of the other things that, like for the first time, I, uh, uh, okay, uh, that this will come out wrong. Not for the first time, but like variant collectors have found like different variants on like impossible cards. Oh. So so, and that is like really oh the C O O from Taiwan batch number eighty two. Dot D, I don't know what the variants are these days. That's not supposed to be on a German car. Right. That makes sense. And yeah. that's like, so, 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 all the, the COO madness can, can actually be, do some really good here. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I mean, it's, and actually, if, because every single one of them says made in Hong Kong, so should we assume that yeah. every single toy was made in Hong Kong? I don't know about yeah. that because, like, uh, so much can happen. Steel molds could have went to Meccano factory, to PBP factory, to Peltor factory. We don't know about that. Right. But uh, this guy, uh, Uli, O L L I, he has some high res pictures of, of the loose figures that uh, Tony has bought in, in the past. And uh, so, so if there are some listeners out there that's been buying from uh, carded figures from Tony the last week, uh, the last weeks, uh, please contact Oli so he can compare 
if the loose figures that Tony has bought is the same one as in the sealed carded figures. Ooh, maybe one of us should just buy it and just be tricky, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's like he's trying to cover everything up now. He's making his eBay accounts uh, secret, changing names, uh, etc. Oh, that's the worst part. Yeah, well, the other so, worst part is like un- everything. Un- he's I'm not, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's not responding. That's like if it like so many people have said if, if it was me that were being accused, I would be all over the place trying to, to defend myself. Right. Yeah, but uh, it's not. Uh, and then there's like all the German. Another thing, the last thing, uh, uh, maybe not last. All the German ones. Uh, the the cards released in Germany uh, didn't have the English text on the back. Collect all forty five. But all all the the card figures from Tony has that text. Huh? Did you follow me? Yeah. So. But I mean, it's not like people don't think that he actually just made these card backs, right? That wouldn't. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So there's another thing for the theory that these might be like some rejected quality control sample put in boxes and pellet toy. So someone said, like, oh my God, we can't have like collect all 45 to the German market. Right, that's, the, that's the only German on there. Exactly. Except for trademarks of Lucasfilm. Hey, that's yeah. really cool. So, Huh. That's uh, and I think it was Wolfgang that discovered, uh, maybe not Wolfgang that discovered it, but he has like tons of card backs and carded figures from his childhood and stuff. Right. And so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but no one seemed to have find a childhood German uh, mock or card back that has the English text. Wow. And to me, the saddest thing is, as a collector of. Of 2D, I, I would have actually I prefer the unused card back to the carded figures. Like, I, I haven't written that. I, I I completely agree. Yeah, I, I'm almost mostly pissed about that. Yeah, uh, I mean to be honest, like if Tony wanted to make things right with me, just for every single one of your fakes that I own, just send me two real card backs and I'll I'll call it a day. Because <laughs> exactly. I would love to have two, you know, real German. Card, you know, mistaken card backs. That's such a cool story. Whereas now I'm trying to think, if these are fake, you know, I'll, I'll probably just tear the figure off the bubble and just, you know, well, I don't know what I'd do. Keep the card. Yeah, just keep the card. I completely agree. And one last thing about the German uh, card back, which I haven't posted yet. Uh, I actually own a, a German quality control uh, carded to one B figure. Really? Yeah. I will post pictures. I will send it to you uh, uh, when when we quit. Uh, and that it's signed by Pelotoy. It was part of a bigger fine. Uh, uh, so so Pelotoy definitely printed the German callbacks. Uh, but the quality control uh, approval sticker is placed on a cardback that have that doesn't have the English text. Really? Yeah. Huh. So so. Uh, in that it's it's not uh, again it's not proof but like the the quality control approval sticker is placed on a card back with no English text. Wow, that's amazing. Um, one second. What, what do you want to say, dear? You're hungry. I know. We're gonna go out for sushi really soon. Okay. I'm just talking about the fakes with Matthias. Yeah, we'll go to fr- okay. We'll go to friendlies. Okay. 
Yes, we can still have ice cream. Okay, but let me finish up talking to Matias. Okay. <laughs> it's her, her birthday uh, dinner. <clears throat> Actually, I, I will say the kids were sick yesterday. And uh, so they didn't go to school. So I'm like, well, you're going to learn something anyways. And I took out all of my Palatoy <laughs> Chewbacca's and we just sat there and they just poured over them, looking at them, trying to find it. And my son was trying to be a little detective. And I have to say, I discovered something that I never knew. And this isn't about Toy Tony. We'll go back to Toy Tony. But there is a printing error in the Chewbacca nameplate that goes from the 12 back one sided proof through the 65 back That's and awesome. is present on as all the foreign car uh, all the car foreign carded i could find as well so like i always just assumed that each each time they made a new nameplate but if you look at a chewbacca nameplate if you're at home you can look on the enhanced version or you can look at it in front of you right above the b yeah. there's like this little hair that goes uh, a little bit up and over, and it's definitely not a part of the of the metal racetrack. So I remember looking at it, being like, "Ha! I found one. Of, I found the pink dot." And then I looked. I'm like, "Oh wait, it's actually on this. Oh, it's actually on this." <laughs> and what's cool is, if you look at the 65 back, it's very faint. But if you look at the 12 back proof, it's really strong. So like over the years, this strange, you know, hair. I don't know what it was. Has kind of faded out over time so i thought you'd appreciate that matthias as a as a fan of printing that, that's awesome that means like the photographer that that took a picture of the mechanical he, he dropped the hair <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> on the nameplate yeah. and then that's uh that's been there like ever since yeah it's just amazing just that, that i i had i had no idea i thought they had to just redo the nameplate because what's strange is they had to add the trademark because it wasn't initially trademarked, and then they just still, they just still, it somehow didn't change. But but that would mean they would need to to airbrush it, uh, because if they had taken the picture already, which is the way the process works, uh, they would have to make it all over again. Oh, okay. And the mechanical was most likely like already destroyed or something. Huh. So then, so it, like, so it, it, my guess is that the hair is not like on the the separation sheets or anything. It was like on the film that took the picture of the mechanical. Okay, and then uh, so um, and the text has nothing to do with the right because they could they could write anything they want inside that text. Because that's not yeah. part of the same thing. Anyway, so it's been it's been fun just looking over these card backs. Uh, if you know, if nothing else good comes out of this, I've discovered that even Chewbacca's nameplate is hairy. Um. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that that's like hilarious. It's on Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then, I guess the real question is, you know, where where do you think this goes from here, Matthias? I honestly don't know. I, hopefully, uh, someone will take being charged. Uh, I don't have any like any money put into this. Uh, so, so someone uh, with lots of time and uh, uh, and rage should should like collect all the evidence and see what we could do. I think Joe uh, O'Brien has tried to do that like today. Uh, uh, trying to assemble all the proofs in one thread over at the, the UK forum. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think that's that. I think all the evidence is there. Uh, evidence with like uh, 
a too strong word, but everything is there. But uh, someone needs to like assemble it all together, uh, get the facts down, try to make a case of it. Not not to make it like a court case, but like for all the collectors, all the threads. Like there's hundreds of pages and speculations and. We need like one page with the facts. Right. And, and no offense to Star Wars Forum UK, but uh, one of the posters on there has this like kind of joke signature picture of implying that R two D two is, is committing fellatio yeah. on, on Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So like I was looking through the thread while looking with my kids, and like they looked over like, "Hey, look, there's C three. I mean, there's R two. I had to like scan it and close the thing. So. Uh, yeah. It's funny. It's a fu- it's a funny <laughs> gif, but uh, yeah, I, I, I laughed the first time, but but in every post, yeah, but when uh, it's uh, seven, you know, when it's a couple thousand posts, and your your kids keep seeing, um, yeah, yeah, well, I, I guess that's it, and I think it just seems that there's so there's so much money involved in this, and it's I don't, and obviously the to me the other question is why now? Why would Jason decide now is the time to talk about it? I mean, that's, you know... I, I honestly think the timing is perfect. His Pell toy, Vinyl Cape Java, was, was questioned. Right. Uh, and uh, one way to, to, like, when he signed up, it's, like, it's probably easy for while he was there, he was he was also trying to, to uh, talk about the gray-limbed snow troopers, etc., so uh, maybe something he just said, maybe it was like planned because he was mad at Tony, maybe. Who knows? I don't right. know. Yeah. But he, he just didn't start a thread and starting to accuse Tony for making fakes. It was like, it was the Vinyl Cape Java thread that started it. Right, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of fishy. Well, awesome, Matthias. I really appreciate it. I think it's as clear as it's going to be for the moment. Uh, I don't know about clear, uh, but uh, let, let the speculations and, and uh, stuff continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's uh, it is exciting. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely horrible and it's terrible, but it's also interesting to to spend as much time and try and figure out the the crime of the the crime of the century. It's like it's it's the, almost a perfect crime. It's like it's so well made. It's it's scary, yeah. and and still we have to remember that there's no definite proof yet. But all all the indications are there definitely. Right. I have my personal opinion. I don't I like uh, so uh, something. Someone has made some some fake or some uh, mod carded uh, figures uh, sometime. It was Tony, Jason, someone else, I don't know. But someone has made him up at home. Right. And of course, out of all this, the, the key figure being Arthur has apparently deceased. So in all scam stories... Yeah, and, and, and the crazy thing is, oh, we forgot to say that. Uh, uh, Tony uh, claimed, I know you ha- uh, need to have dinner, but uh, we have to say that Tony uh, went uh, onto the board trying to defend himself early on. And he said, I don't know who this Arthur is. And uh, one thread later, uh, someone has, has done some detective work, and they found out that Tony and Arthur has had a company together. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, and Tony's response was, yeah, he, he, he started a company with my name. Are we going to do something we never did? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, that's not the same, sounds like not it. the same thing as not knowing who somebody is. So, so uh, there's we could talk forever. Yeah. Uh, you you need to bring some more people on. Joe would probably uh, get a much clearer. Uh, view on things. I've been trying to get him on the show for years, but uh, yeah, it hasn't come on. We should get we should get Joe. Uh, hey, we should get Jason on. You know, uh, have uh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, he's a funny guy. He does a perfect uh, Britney Spears uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, and uh, and hey, if Tony's out there listening, you want to clear your name? Uh, by far, this is the place to do it. Um, so awesome, Matthias. Well, uh, we're going to be recording the show later with Martin, but uh, I I appreciate you uh, you coming on, and helping us out. Yeah, that's awesome. And don't forget to to check uh, another thread on the British Forum uh, with uh, Dave's Trilogo production sheet. Oh, okay, I won't. You have to mention that on the next podcast as well. Okay, we will. All right, cool, Matthias. Take right. care. Enjoy the anyway. right. Tony scandal update now. Since I recorded with Matthias, we have also seen a release from Jason, from Jason Joyner, of a sheet that is apparently a handwritten sheet from the early 90s uh, from Arthur that indicates the number of card backs and bubbles and loose figures that were available to purchase. I will include pictures of this. Um, just some notable things. They're divided into Empire cards, German, and Jedi cards. Uh, there's an amazing amount of certain figures, like uh, 1,234 C-3PO's uh, on Jedi cards. And then a note that there's only 31 loose figures. Uh, interestingly, there's also reference to several uh, boxes of bubbles. It's called six cartons of blisters or bubbles for mounting figures to cards. So that is, again, apparently a another piece of evidence, but once again, um, it can't really be confirmed, and people are still questioning the source being Jason Joyner as potential conflicted interests. Uh, or a potential uh, lack of fidelity. So that is where things are as of now, where I'm editing this in uh, my office at my university on the 21st of December. Stay tuned to starwarsforum.co.uk. Stay uh, connected to rebelscum.com and uh, send send lots of emails to Matthias. Okay, and now back to our podcast. Okay, so that was Matthias talking for 45 minutes. Can you believe all that? It is pretty amazing. Are, are, are you up on that, uh, Martin? Have you been following it closely? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Do, do you have anything uh, from that, uh, from Toy Tony? Oh, no, I have nothing like that in my collection. No? Do you, like, work on foreign stuff, or? No. My collection is different. I, I collect uh, stored store gift cards okay and uh personalized license plates huh really yes that's the focus of my collection so, so like i have a uh, star wars store gift star, cards yeah all star wars related wow okay so like uh at barnes and noble or something there'll be like a picture of boba fett gift card and you'd right. get one of those right 
I'll, ha- I'll have them put the, the minimum amount of money they they're allowed to put on there, <laughs> and turn around and spend it right away. <laughs> uh, you know what my kids just keep the card. What what we do in my family is we just take the cards. Is that wrong? Uh, <laughs> some stores don't let you do that. Oh, do you know if Disney World is one of those stores? <laughs> <laughs> Because we, we went in there and I just told my daughter, like, you take every single one of those you want. <laughs> and so she just took a stack of them who just left the store. Did they come after you? No. I mean, I, there's no money on them. So I just figure it's just, right. you know, now thinking about it, I do see it as stealing. At the time, I, I didn't really see it that way. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's cool. And so, and then uh, personalized license plates. So then do you find people, like, on the street who have a Star Wars license plate? And then ask him for an extra. Or how do you go about collecting that? No, I carry a screwdriver in my pocket and just take them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do that with my kids too. <laughs> yeah. uh, Is it, no, but seriously, how, how do you get them? No, basically from eBay. Okay. And then you know, some friends have given me their old plates. That's always nice. Now, in fact, the first plate I got was from uh, a, a high school friend of my older brother. So back in 1983 in Ohio, his license plate was Jedi 3. Apparently somebody had Jedi 1 and Jedi 2. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then years later, he, he just gave me that uh, license plate because he knew I was a collector of other things. I wasn't collecting license plates at that time, but um, that was the first one I got. And it eventually just took off from there. Wow, huh? That's yeah. definitely unique. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone else that has that as a focus. That's awesome. Now, I'm trying to think, Martin, if, if I should send you mine. I don't know if okay. you know this, but I randomly got 1977 at the end of my license plate. Wow. Which is both my birth year and the year of Star Wars. But wow. <laughs> the joke was, I didn't even think about my birth year until my mom saw it. And she's like, oh, look, that's your birth year. I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah, that's that too. <laughs> I just thought of Star Wars. Um, yeah, so so, but that would that wouldn't count, would it? Like a random, no. a, a random eleven thirty eight wouldn't count. Not to me, no. Okay. Uh, how many Chewbacca ones do you have? Wow. I don't think I have any. All right, because his name is too long to fit on his license plate. Yeah, but that could be like Chewy or. Yeah. In Italian, I don't they call it Chewy. Huh. All right. Well, that's, uh, I guess I have my, and B Wing, a lot of B Wings. <laughs> I saw a B Wing on the road a couple years ago. Huh. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow, that's it wasn't awesome. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let's see here. I, th- I think it's kind of fun to, like, mix in interview questions from Martin with news stories and stuff. Yeah, um, that's fine. To us, it seems like we just are talking, but to the audience, they just heard Matthias talk a long time about Jason Yoiner. Um, is it bad for me that because I just once he started calling him Jason instead of Jason, I just thought that sounded cooler, so I kept with it. Is that is that like <laughs> that's not making fun of him, right? Or it is a little bit. What do you think, Steve? It's it's teetering the line, I guess. But I think yeah, you're talking I mean, Matthias. He's he's usually in in good spirits about that kind of thing. So yeah. And it's just yeah. Jason. It's such a cooler name than Jason. That's true. Um, I actually, uh, get, kind of getting back to that, um, <clears throat> have you guys noticed that very few people actually talk about why Jason Joyner is, has a bad reputation? 
Have you it noticed was... that, Martin, yourself? Yes. I've sort of. Like, have has anyone ever told you what the deal is? No. Isn't that weird? Like, because there's always there's some deal, and it's like you know what it is. It must be the inner circle has has the secrets oh, or boy, something. Here we go. You know, <laughs> like that. That must be like the inner circle gets together and be like, yeah, let's talk about what happened. Let's never tell those jerks on the Kivecast what happened. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the only time I met Jason was at, uh, I guess it was Celebration 3 in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And w- you, rem- you remember that, uh, the uh, where you had to wait in line for hours and hours to get into the store? Oh, yeah. To, and to buy that Darth Vader figure? So I got, I finally got in there, and I bought... I bought eight of the... which Eight of that Darth Vader figure, which was the maximum you could. Right. And actually, when I got out, I noticed they had stuff nine in my bags, so I got one bonus right there. Awesome! <laughs> and then, <laughs> so most of those were, you know, I was getting them for friends, and then the 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 extras, I went into the dealer room and just tried to sell it. And Jason Joyner gave me like forty bucks right on the spot for my Vader, so he's an huh. okay guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh wow, huh? Well, I guess I guess that's it. I mean, we've been talking about him for a couple of months because of the whole Guinness thing, right? Um, right. So I think we can basically take credit for all this happening, Steve. <laughs> it was the uh, the first thing to drop, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. brought it all out of the woodwork. Now, Man. now, Martin, sort of. Actually, speaking of mysterious figures, Martin, I think you're a mysterious figure to me. Did you know that? Uh, nope. <laughs> because <laughs> I've I've heard of you a lot. And I, you're always around, but I don't always exactly know sort of like what you're up to and like – yeah, I know you're the Yoda guy, but I didn't know about the plates. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't know about the store cards. All so right. like what's up with you, Martin? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, have you felt the same way? I mean I, I have always known who Martin was, but I guess we've – I think I've only met you in person once or twice and uh, it's it's true. I, I know you're always busy and you've got so much that you're involved in. But uh, yeah, like the, the, your personal collection, I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And, and I, the, the reason that this really hit home was when we started the show, we got a lot of comments saying like, oh man, you guys got to get Martin on. What your, your show is just like his old magazine. Right, right. And, you know, I'd seen the magazine a couple of times, but it was before I was like a super serious collector or whatever. Um, So I didn't put the the name and the face together. So that really is the main reason. It's not actually about Yoda. I've wanted to have you on, Martin, because you sent me a copy of Star Wars Collector. How many years ago was it, Martin? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably like the first month. You know, it was like back when when there's only one Wampa to start the show. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Wampa and the show ended with Steve saying, see you later, instead of adios. Um, And and ever since then, like, I've wanted to talk to you about this because you essentially released a paper version of an audio Star Wars magazine. (laughs) Yeah. So so tell us about Star Wars Collector. What, What was that? Yeah, the Star Wars Collector was a little uh, fan newsletter that I published in the 1990s. And it's it was something that I thought was was needed in the hobby for a long time before that and the and then for me personally right around 1990 91 92 the the sort of technology 
or at least I finally got access to the technology to actually make it possible to do. Um, and started out very small, and I was doing it all by myself. And the for the, fir the first year or so, it, I was putting out every two months just uh, a few pages stapled together. And um, for the first year, it was it really felt like the the newsletter that I expected it to be right which was you know just just very kind of basic but um, you know delving into areas of the hobby that you know that the, the tops magazines were never going to go into um, and then you know more and more people found out about it and uh, you know I got uh, you know letters and people wrote articles started writing articles for me and it just it just it, it got better and better uh, as the years went on um, and and so like so it started in 92 right yeah end of end of 92 so was it technically a zine yeah it falls into that category it's, but you know, it was black and white. I just printed on my home printer, and I stapled it together and mailed it out. And how many like of the of of you know Star Wars collector number one are out there? I mean, is it, is oh, it a collector's gosh. item now? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> 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 I could probably dig. You know, I have I probably have records somewhere of how many of my I mailed out, but I really don't remember. It's probably I'm. I would guess a total guess, uh, probably like fifty of number one probably went out. Huh. And then at the peak, I was probably sending out. I'm, uh, I'm guessing like something on the order of three hundred. I was sending out. I don't know. Well, you know, Steve, I think that's probably where we're at with our monthly listeners. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, it's right around that number. <laughs> I think we started about 50, and, you know, that's that's, that's awesome. Um, actually, I, I was thinking, Martin, that, that I was wondering if you made the magazine because when you read Tomart's, the grammar was so bad you couldn't read it. <laughs> so you had to write your own magazine. <laughs> Have you ever read Tomart's, uh, Martin? I I've flipped through it. I can't say that I've actually read any of it. Uh, well, I, I they had the really great articles on Kenner. You know, a couple uh -huh. of I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago, they had really unprecedentedly great articles, nice full color pictures, um, and like the stuff that was written by people that I know. You know, we know like I think uh, Bill and Tracy wrote something, or whatever. That was fine, but just the articles that they wrote, it was just like I mean, forget lays and lies and transitive verbs. It's like <laughs> it, it was like without a doubt the most important things about the Star Wars collections from Kenner's, which is what it is, is that it was the first of it. <laughs> like it's just, it's just oh yeah. All right, <laughs> Steve, you got to get us off the grammar track, okay? <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, man. and so so, why have you not digitized these, Martin? Um, so, some of them are okay, but I mean, is there uh, is it that are you still selling them? Is well, it still possible to buy them from you? I have, a, I still have a few back issues to sell. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and well, also the the most of the. 
so the, the soft copies of the of the old ones are are gone actually huh i forget i don't even i think i started out on a macintosh way back when okay and so those files are gone and um the newer ones uh when as it evolved i got a, a um david pipgrass who helped me started helping me out with doing all the layouts page layouts and he used some fancy page maker or something and i can't do anything with those files right huh well i think you should do it anyways right yeah. can't, you, can't you just scan <laughs> you could just scan yeah, them, right? I, I could certainly yeah i can do uh i have pdfs of a lot of them yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think people would like to see it, um, and we definitely. I mean, because you sent me an, uh, an issue, and I had a lot of fun looking through it. And I mean, even if some of the information is found other places, it's it's a part of the hobby. You know, yeah, it's the it's, it's part the, of the history. A lot of the stuff that we like talking about here is what was the the pre-internet right. thing, and this is exactly this is the this is the print version of the audio magazine. Um, See, that's a joke, but you guys just aren't laughing. I hope my audience is laughing. jeez. Oh, that's not so much of a joke. That's, I mean, I was going to say it's like it's like Rask V with pictures. Yeah, there you hey, go. Hey, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good analogy, I think. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the next, gen next generation from Rask V, and it's the, the podcast may be the next generation of a fanzine. Yeah. <laughs> Now That's there's true. there's a couple things that I found just um, because I I couldn't find any scans I did find on sandcrawler.com like mm -hmm. a, a an order sheet and they have just certain references to what's in each issue yeah now, now most of the things I I know what they are but a couple things I I don't know okay. um, the number one question is what is a Wookie commode. <laughs> 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 the Wookiee Commode was a name of a, a a fiction fanzine back in the mid '80s, late '80s. Really? Yeah. So tell me more. What, what what do you mean a fiction fanzine? A fan fiction. So there there's a whole segment of the hobby, and I, this this seems to happen in in almost all uh, genres of science fiction and and uh, you know movies and and things. But there seems to be always there always seems to be a segment of the hobby where people just write stories using the characters from the movie. Right. And uh, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of these fanzines uh, that have been produced over the years, and you know the vast majority are, like I said, they just take the characters, write new stories. Sometimes they they get kind of. Uh, uh, you know, adult rated, so to speak. There's that type of well, stories out there. We'll be getting into some of that later. <laughs> <laughs> After the kids go to bed. Yeah. Wow. So it was so that was Wookie Commode. So one of them was called the Wookie Commode, and I actually don't know what the contents were like on that one. Huh. Well, um, seven issues in the 1980s. I, I would actually <laughs> have to put this out there in general. If there's anybody out there who has a collection uh, of this pre-internet fan fiction. You know, like especially at the '80s or '70s, I find that in, you know really fascinating to, yeah, to see yeah. like what the objects actually look like. So uh, definitely contact us if you. I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners. Well, I guess if Martin doesn't know more, probably no one knows. But oh, well. I have a <laughs> I have an extensive list of all the fanzines and 
pictures of a lot of them. Really? Cool. On Sandcrawler, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, but you don't run Sandcrawler, do you? I run the part of it that's the Star Wars Bible, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, why don't you talk to us about that? Then? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, okay. well, but way back when, I, uh, like all children of the late 70s, fell, fell in love with Star Wars, and I wanted to, I wanted to buy everything. Right. I'm a, you know, I'm a collector. But and I, I discovered pretty, pretty early on, like 1978, that it's going to be impossible to buy everything. So I uh, resolved myself to instead of owning everything, I would just collect the information about everything. Right. So I became what I call a meta collector. Nice. I collect information about collectibles. Ah. So back when I was a kid, I just wrote stuff in notebooks. And I had I had notebook after notebook of information, data about every Star Wars collectible I could find. And then when the when the internet rolled around, I recognized uh a way to publish that, if you will. So I kind of threw it up on the website, and I called it the Star Wars Collector's Bible. And you know, you can, it's on sandcrawler.com. You can go look it up, but it's 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 ugly. It's like nineteen. It's like nineteen eighties <laughs> ugly. It's, <laughs> but what, what, that, that's not the point. You, so you're saying that the, the, the layout. Of yeah, the, the layout is ugly. Just, well, Mark, it's just a bunch of text. You are talking this to the Star Wars is. Collector's Archive podcast, so part <laughs> of the charm of this 20-year-old institution is it doesn't have this newfangled, nice-to-look-at, you know, pages <laughs> everywhere. A lot yeah. of it is just information. And yeah. i I got to tell you, Martin, just while talking to you here, because I remember spending a fair amount of time with the Star Wars Bible, you know, of whatever, a while ago when I was starting to learn. I hadn't checked it out in a while, and I had noticed – how much you've been updating it and right here dude you gotta tell me I'm an idiot because fanzines is like the last thing you updated here oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's one of the last it's one of the things I'm still updating I, get, I, I about a year and a half ago I I made the decision to pretty much stop uh, updating everything it's just too much work right um, but yeah. fanzines is one thing I still kind of look for look for information so so go to sandcrawler.com backslash SWB. That's uh that's all caps. Uh, all caps. And that's so, a forward slash, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 oh god, I just got a lies down. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, so uh S uh com forward slash uh SWB forward slash fanzines dot html and Steve, uh, you may want to check this out because remember what I just said? Like, do you know what would be cool is if someone had a list and pictures of all these fanzines? <laughs> this is a list and pictures of all the fanzines. This is literally your trademark of stupidity happening in real time. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. And uh, I just hey, – I could spend hours the- on this just, just looking at – there's like this great – There's some there's some wookie commode here, Sky. 
I know it's it's yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. And I just I love the drawings. Now, Martin, do you have? I have one for you that I bet I bet you don't have. It's it's a Korean Star Wars fanzine from around 2005 that I found on the street in Seoul. What? Like I just I was just walking around in Seoul, and it was just it was I think it's called like Jedi Rutu. I think is what it's called, and it's all in Hangul. You know the writing. Wow. Um, so I'll have to – I finally found someone who might care about that and uh, I think it's a part of a series but it's almost like a like a fan-made comic book mm-hmm. but of something having to do with Star Wars. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so so there it is, Steve. My trademark is to pity. It's all right here. <laughs> yeah, so man, that's, that's fun. So yeah, I would say that's uh, sort of another – I guess what I meant to say, Martin, is I think that I probably should have spent more time – Paying more attention to the stuff that you've done because a lot of stuff you've done is the stuff I complain that other people don't do. <laughs> so, uh-huh. like making this this great stuff, and you can see all of your uh, all of your gift cards here too. Yep. Wow, there's a lot of gift cards, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so so you did a panel all at C6, which apparently Steve and I uh, didn't see for some reason, which I don't know why. But you did a panel just on gift cards. Yeah, it was one of the lightning talks, so it was only 15 minutes. Okay. Oh. All right. I've been bugging Gus to let me do it for years. He finally gave in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you've been sort of a pretty constant presence at the, at the collector panels. Have you been doing that? Like, when's, when was the first time you started working at the, at the collector panels? Uh, that started at uh, Celebration 3. Okay. That was the first celebration I went to. And were you the one who would walk around putting the the card sets on the uh, on the chairs? Yeah, that was me. That was the first time <laughs> I saw you. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> Phew. All right, we had some technological difficulties there, Steve. Um, back online. <laughs> back online. The last thing that I, I I asked Martin was if he liked this kind of hybrid format of news and interview, mm-hmm. and and he said that he did. So I said, okay. "How about a news story, Steve?" <laughs> and then there was just crickets. Crickets. Yes. <laughs> just absolute dead silence, and then the, the call recorder <laughs> broke, and ah, I tell you. Uh, so so, what's your next news story, Steve? Uh, let's see. We got a couple choices. We could go with. Um, why don't we? Well, I guess Martin, you've probably seen this. Have you seen this whole laserdisc footage discovery of the yeah, outtakes with Yoda? I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. Okay. Actually. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it, and from a historical perspective, you get all these this outtake footage, and it's just Frank Oz kind of doing his thing with you know the moments we're all familiar with, but just in a slightly different version. You know, it's just it's just interesting to see. I haven't been able to watch the whole thing myself. But what's cool is that it still seems to be around. You would think that something like this would kind of get the axe rather quickly, but uh, it's got a yeah, following. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty wicked. Um, I'd have to advise people to listen to uh, Rebel Force Radio. Um, yeah, because they they interviewed the guy. He's really funny. He's like this kind of like independently wealthy guy who just like keeps swearing and just doesn't care. Really? Um, yeah, and it's just like people have offered me money. I don't care. They can bollocks off or whatever they say in England. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's really cool. Um, I mean, the, the crazy thing obviously it doesn't have nothing to do with toys, but still, the crazy thing really is that uh, for you, Steve, have you watched it carefully? Not the whole thing. I, I watched the first, I'd say, 10 to 15 minutes of it pretty carefully, but I haven't finished it yet. Because you know Yoda says, 
uh, um, Obi-Wan, you know, wanted to tell you that Darth Vader was your father, but yeah. I wouldn't let him. Yeah, yeah. So it totally changes the, the dynamic and the reputation of Obi-Wan as a huge liar. Right. And it actually kind of introduces the idea of Yoda as being kind of a jerk, <laughs> which Lucas would develop a lot in the prequel trilogy. <laughs> um, do, do you feel that way, Martin? Do you feel that Yoda kind of turns into a jerk in the prequel trilogy? Yeah, I was never comfortable with some of the crap he was spewing, and especially episode one and two, but never could yeah. put my finger on it. That makes sense yeah, just, now. just seems kind of, yeah, I don't know. Um, what I love is that it was a collector who got it, and it was a collector yeah. who got it who was just looking smartly, and it was just the, this weird editing technique and this, this random slideshow. Um, yeah. And actually, speaking of... Uh, Speaking of Rebel Force Radio, um, you know, I don't know how much you guys listen to it, but uh, they have – so on their feed, they have a bunch of other shows that are affiliated with them. Mm-hmm. And they have this new show out that is just awesome. And now when I say that Rebel Force Radio is really good, I don't think that most of our listeners necessarily want to listen to, to people talk about Star Wars for two hours a week, right? Like – they want to hear talking about the toys and vintage collecting and stuff, and that's not necessarily – it's not that much crossover. Right, right. right. Um, but Star Wars Influences is Jimmy Mack, who's uh, one of the hosts, and um, uh, what's that guy's name? A really nice guy out of England who uh, uh, writes – who like worked a lot with uh, Ralph McQuarrie, and they just talk about the influences on Star Wars. Ah. So the whole first episode is all about – cinema and it goes to kurosawa but it goes further than that yeah uh then the second episode uh paul bateman is the art is the guy's name i'm um, just thinking about it and uh it's just it's really high level star wars talk about the stuff that influenced george lucas and mm-hmm. um some of it's speculative <clears throat> but it's it's sort of at the highest level of you know arcane arcane eye or arcane how do i pronounce that martin uh you got me okay <laughs> Uh, Ar- Arkham Asylum. Oh no! Exactly. Um, so I would I would advise you guys to check that out. Yeah. And that actually led to the next story, Steve. Uh, let's see the next one. Well, no, uh, okay, not the next story on the show notes. Origin, the next story that, something on an origin. That, yes, that, that, I, oh, that I'm yeah, going to right. segue into, which is <laughs> they started talking about the the comic book origins. Yeah. Uh, that you know that George Lucas, you know, he used to own a comic book store in New York. Right, uh, I think it was called Super Snipe, and it's known that he collects comic art. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago, it was uh, Defunder. I always forget his real name. What's Defunder's real name? It's, it's Steven. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, he actually hosted a meeting of the California Collectors Club. Way back. I should have known his days. name was. Early I should have known his name was Steven because everybody's name is Steven. That's as we've true. Already established. As we all know. <laughs> so he he came out on Rebel Scum with this uh, whole thing about this underground comic from 1974 that featured a Princess Leia lookalike. Right. And I remember freaking out about it and just being like, this is the coolest thing ever. And the the images that he showed were a, a little bit risque, and some of them were taken down. And Martin, I don't know if you have the same experience that, that I do. I often find the more interesting the discovery the less people talk about it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's one of my favorite things about your site, Martin, is um, the parts where you get bitter at the lack of uh, recognition that you get for all your hard oh. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which, uh, I, which I think I've only re- reinforced by saying, gee, I wish someone would catalog these fanzines. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I I thought Steven should have got more credit for this, this discovery. And so I just, it sort of got me thinking when I heard them talk about these, this comic book, you know, spirit. So what I did is I just, I went on a search and I found this comic book and it's called, uh, (laughs) spaced number one by a guy Mm -hmm. named James Pinkowski. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I bought it and I've scanned it and I'm going to try to put it all on our show notes. Oh, nice. So I actually okay. just have a whole nother post of the entire story. Okay. And the hair is definitely Princess Leia hair. Yeah. Yeah. And then she also wears the Princess Leia necklace. Right. Right. And this yeah. guy, James Pinkowski, you know, he just worked at a comic book store in Marin County or in mm. San Francisco across the bay, you know, yeah, yeah. this underground comic scene. Uh, and when I say underground comics, uh, that's with three X's. This is a extremely graphically sexual comic book. Um, you know, it, it really just this is kind of you know he's an artist and he was living in the Bay Area and he collected comic books. I think it's it's a dead ringer. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you think I'm going too far? I mean, there's definitely some connection there. It's it's pretty pretty obvious. But uh, yeah, as far as how like. It, could be connected. It's, I guess, it's tough to say, but it's right there as far as a visual. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I will just tell you, the rest of so this is. The, do you guys want to hear the storyline? <laughs> I don't know. Do uh, we? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So, so, there, so there's. We'll just call her Princess Leia. Well, that, see, the weird never stops us, Sky. So. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's Princess Leia is just sitting in a room that's covered in hieroglyphics and someone says, okay, you're ready. And, uh, she's not wearing any clothes. Well, she's wearing a necklace, but she's not wearing any other clothes. And, uh, there's a mummy and there's a guy in a hood and the guy in the hood's like, I feel what he feels. And she has Congress with, with the mummy. Um, and she has Congress very explicitly with the mummy. Uh, you cannot have Congress more explicitly in the artistic form that she has with the mummy. Um, uh, and, uh, and there's this weird thing where like this guy in the hood like kills a robber and then a big egg shows up and takes the guy in the hood away. And then it says in nine months later, this thing built a pyramid and then it turns out the thing is an alien and they go, way to go, Chaos, which is the name of the Egyptian architect. Uh, and then you see him, and he doesn't have a wang. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was like a, it wasn't like a punchline, but it was kind of funny because when you when you see the the mummy, the mummy's. Uh, anyways, man. So, so that's the whole story, and uh, maybe we'll put it on the star on the Star Wars Bible. Or I don't I don't know if you guys allow triple X stuff, but this is some pretty funky line drawing. Huh. Uh, it was quite a recounting, Sky. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, but without getting the explicit, uh, and that is <laughs> that'll be our new features. Sky explains triple X underground comics <laughs> without swear words. Um, 
Now, I can't exactly describe <laughs> And then cool, the cool thing is at the very end of the comic is a takeoff on the Dennis, the Dennis O'Neill, uh, Neil Adams, Green Arrow, and Green Lantern comic books, which mm. are pretty famous among comic book collectors as being like this real gritty 70s comic books. And uh, he just does a version except where they're not wearing any clothes and, and less, it gets weird. <laughs> so anyways, that's, uh, that's the first time we're going to talk about James Pinkowski and Spaced. Um, Martin, you'll also be interested to know that he actually is making other zines. Did you know that? No, I don't think I did. <laughs> he, he's making other zines and they are – he's now a, a hardcore born-again Christian. Oh, my. So he makes these like magazines with like aliens with lightsabers and like Jesus and like Vader and it's uh, – he's sending me them right now and he says once he sent them to me in the mail – we can interview him. Oh man, this is so. So we are going to be interviewing him, and uh, and he's he's a little bit embarrassed because he's a born again Christian. So the fact that he has Congress having uh, comic books in the past, and he's not like, oh, Lucas owes me money. He's like, I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on. Huh. Um, and he very smartly told me that he already burned the original art. So oh. if any of you are like me and are thinking about trying to contact him. It's it's too late, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, not exactly a new news story, but uh, I'm kind of I want to kind of get the ball rolling. I sent something to Jimmy Mac, hoping that they'll talk about it on the next episode. Um, I made a little graphic for it. Yeah, I I signed it with Kivecast.com because I thought this has the potential to go vi- to go viral. Don't you think? I mean, it's I think so. Right? I mean, wouldn't you send it to somebody? Yeah. Wow, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you already have sent it to, to some people. You gotta you gotta let it run now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Trying try to try to sound hip to these youngins here, uh, Martin. It's, that doesn't quite work. Nah, it won't work with me. Well, by the uh, way, while, while Sky, while you were pushing the limits of uh, family radio, there, I was <laughs> I was doing a quick little uh, research on where the Leia buns came from, and I. Don't think there's any you know concept art that has Leia's buns, so it's huh. you know that sort of makes it a little bit more possible that Lucas just stole it directly out of that comic book. I think, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I mean, she also has a really long braid and, uh, at the same time, so it's not exactly the same. Okay. But what's weird is that she just she even kind of looks, she even kind of makes like Carrie Fisher faces. Like it's it's weird when you read it. It is kind of like. That is sort of Princess Leia boning King Tut. I mean, it, uh, the comic strip is called Tut Tut. Um, oh, so, uh, <laughs> Tut Tut Watto. Um, there's, there's the prequel reference. Uh, oh, man. But, but yeah, so I've already scanned it all, and I'll put it up once I can figure it out. But I thought that that was going to dominate the Star Wars news cycle, and then someone just happens to defraud <laughs> someone out of a couple hundred thousand dollars, and it's a bigger deal. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, well, before we get to the next thing, Martin, you actually mentioned that there was more you wanted to talk about uh, Star Wars Collector, so I, I want to hear more. What oh. do you want to say? Yeah, I wanted to, to – we didn't really touch on kind of all the great stuff that was in there, if, yeah. if, I, if I may say so. Um it was the it was the first time, and it it, it was actually the official uh, 
list of Topps promo cards, for example, back in huh. like uh, 94, 95. Right. I, one of my uh, subscribers worked at Topps, and he made sure I got all the latest information on the uh, you know, promo cards and where they were being distributed and all that. And he considered my uh, the the news newsletter to be the official uh, list. And so that that was for the Star Wars Galaxy cards. Uh, the Galaxy, yeah. And then I and then they started doing Wide Vision and on all those, yeah. Man, you those know were the sets they were working on. And those Galaxy cards, because uh, I know that you 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 do you have like a full collection of those? Or no, you, uh-huh. no. But man, those were definitely huge for me when I got back into liking Star Wars. Yeah, like absolutely. I, I still have a binder of every single card from that set, and you know I remember like watching the movie and then taking out the cards and looking at them and watching the movie and taking them out again. Uh, those were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Steve, why don't we just kind of jump ahead? You actually okay. want to talk about something there, but seeing as we're talking about Star Wars Galaxy cards. Uh, you wanted to talk about the the famous band card, is that right? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just I was looking for for Yoda stuff, and then I found one that had that had a connection with with Martin, and um, it was <laughs> that kind of odd Yoda card where there are other of Yoda's kind kind of worshiping a statue of him, um, and I, it just seemed bizarre to me, and I, I I'd love to get a little bit more insight about it. Oh, let's see if I can. For, for, I think from you, Martin, not from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this, there was a, one of the promo cards for the Galaxy 2 series. Uh, like you said, it has some artwork. Which it's, it's actually, there's three Yodas apparently worshipping a statue of Yoda, and one of them was right. kind of floating in the air. And uh, Topps apparently printed up this card, but... Then Lucasfilm said, no, you're not allowed to give out a card with this Yoda imagery. That We're not going to approve this. Basically, the, the, the story is that you know, George Lucas wanted Yoda to be more mysterious and didn't even want this uh, kind of... Even though this image itself is mysterious, he didn't want any information about Yoda to, to get out at that time. So okay. Lucasfilm canceled this card, Yeah, uh, but Topps had already printed it. Okay, so a few, uh, how many would you say made it out to, to people's uh, hands? It's hard to say, but yeah. I'm, my, my opinion is that it was, it was more than a handful, but fewer than will fit in a bread basket. Okay. Yeah, it, <laughs> what I love about it, though, is I, it just made me think of uh, yogurt and space balls. Yeah. They, they like go to his temple. I'm like, man, it looks like yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, it's it's an old entry, so it's it's Gus saying, you know, this will make one wonder about Yoda's role in the upcoming prequels. And just to see that still existing as it is, just I, I love that. But it's <laughs> unchanged. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're gearing up for the 20th anniversary of uh, of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, and this is de- it is, a, it is so cool. Yeah, what will his role be? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I mean, because then. No one ever talks about that weird other Yoda, you know, the weird y- Yaddle, right? <laughs> like, that's a mystery. Like, how did Lucas let that happen? But, right. Well, well, you know, well, see, I think now we're you. Sorry, we're we are vintage geeks talking to vintage geeks, so we're 
<laughs> I think we're all completely glossing over the fact that Topps eventually did produce this card officially. Oh, just oh okay. a few years ago. Okay. I, I think. But did they release it as a card about the history of the card itself or on its own merit? Uh, that I don't know. If you're the meta collector, you have to be able to talk about a card that is, in fact, about a card. It is not a card itself. Uh, <laughs> this is true. Uh, well, you know, we, we have a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of fans out there who a lot of space freaks who are really good with with uh, Photoshop. So my order to them <laughs> is in order to show thanks to Martin for the Star Wars collector and for uh, the Star Wars Bible and all of his great work that he's done. Could you please do a version of this card with Martin's face oh, in the in, in the middle of the Yoda statue? Because I think that would look just great. Please don't. Because uh, <laughs> then it'd be Yoda worshiping him, and actually all ties pretty nicely, Steve, in with my uh, That's with right. my haiku yep. from uh, my Skyku from earlier in the day. Everything is connected. Right. Yeah. So, so you actually have one of these cards, Martin? I did. Um, yeah. Interestingly, um, I gave it to David Pipgrass, who was doing my uh, the layouts for the newsletter. I gave it to him as a thank you gift. Oh, cool. Way back when. That's a nice gift. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, let's see then. Is there more awesome stuff about the about the newsletter you want to talk about now that I've taken us again off track? Um, some of the other good things that were in there back in the day. This was the first – my newsletter was the first place where um, Gus Lopez uh, created his um, uh, Power of the Force coin uh, uh, rating system. Oh, cool. Uh, one, through, one through six rating or whatever it was. That was, that was uh, premiered in my magazine. And uh, it was the first place where, I, now I, probably this was talked about in the Rascavi and other news groups or whatever, but um, again, the first place where we could actually have pictures. For example, the uh, Canadian uh, General Veers figure mm -hmm. was talked about in there. Uh, we talked about uh, Japanese Coke bottle cap liners. And um, we had articles like, how can you spot a fake vinyl cape Jawa? Hmm. And again, how can pictures. you escape? How can you spot a fake entire line of carded figures for 15 years? Did you do that one? No. No. Okay. Because <laughs> that that would have been helpful, Martin. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and we also had lots of interviews with uh, authors and comic book artists. We had an extensive interview with Brian Daly just a few months before he died. Hmm. It was a major coup, and uh, um, and it it, it was uh, some of the it was an outlet, if you will. It was a, it was a you know a, a way for people to express their creativity, if you will, in the in the, in the collecting hobby. Uh, for example, uh, Pete Vilmer wrote a lot of articles, and and he's told me many times that. You know, having for him to have a way to publish was really opened open doors for him to get real jobs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> you know, I think I need to spend a lot more time. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, Martin. If I were you, I would upload those to the Star Wars Bible 
and I would uh, I would just remind us to promote the Star Wars Bible more yeah. uh, because the more I look around it, it's really fun. <laughs> Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Uh, we're here at the at the Nugget now. So, so you don't even do you describe yourself as a Yoda collector, Martin? I don't, but I do have a little a little collection of Yoda stuff. And, but the interesting thing about my Yoda collection, in my opinion, nothing that I have in my collection came from eBay. Really? It all it, yeah. It was all stuff I had ever since 1980 or. It's stuff that people gave me or, uh, you know, stuff from the, the swap meet at our club meetings or or ha- what have you. Oh, huh, that's cool. And do you not even have an eBay account? Oh, I do. Okay, but just not, not for your... Oh, yeah. All right. Not for Yoda not stuff. For Yoda. <laughs> that's cool. I, I guess I guess Yoda would probably want it that way. Um, so, yeah... Um, but the, I know you wanted to mention it. You were actually when when we talked to you, you said that we should probably talk to someone else as well. Um, but I just got. I'm really bad, Steve, at contacting people for this show. <laughs> uh, so who, who did you think we should have uh, we should have got a hold of as well, Martin? Yeah, I thought it would have been nice to have a, a, a quote real Yoda collector. <laughs> And I know I know some of I know a few of them, but uh, one of the one of the bigger ones that I know of is Mike Kurtz. Yeah, out in San Diego, he happens to be the founder of the DC Collecting Club, huh. and huh. he moved up there. But he collects Yoda as well as uh, Ewok stuff. His website is Yoda's Holonet. Oh, Yoda's Holonet, right? Yeah. Um, it, so it's like a little blog, and he he puts up he puts up every once in a while he puts a new new piece up that he got or whatever. You know, Steve, I think we actually promoted that when he first put it up. It might have been, Probably. yeah. Is that Because it's about four years old, right? Four or five years old? Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. I think we, I think when he first did that, um, I think we promoted it. Is he a part of the California Club, Steve? No, I have, I have not heard of him and I, that's, it's someone I need to get in there. Yeah, it's the, the untapped, uh, untapped vein. So, you know, so we we apologize to. What, what did you refer to them as, Mike? I mean, uh, Mike, uh, Martin as as real Yoda collectors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but let's fix it up a little bit by talking about this uh, nugget, Steve. What, what did you pull up for okay. us? Okay. All right. So there's the infamous talking toy. You know, you know the Yoda doll that never quite made it. Um, and I think you know there's a few of the prototypes floating out in our around there but uh what i picked out was it's like a photograph of an earlier version of it that just looks really funky um and almost to me it looks more like the uh as far as the clothing goes looks like the vintage figure itself rather than what would end up being yeah the the doll right or the later stages of it um but yeah it's just it's just kind of an oddball early piece that uh the write-up has some good information about the technology involved and um, but what I did not know, uh, was that I guess there was one plan to have it operated with like a tape playing mechanism, like, uh, Teddy Ruxpin, which <laughs> is something that my little brother had. And it, I just cracked me up cause I had not thought about that 
thing, which always creeped me out. Oh, yeah. It'd be weird to have a Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin version of Yoda around. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's just funny to see how the, uh, the later versions evolved from this. I mean, the head's way bigger. The clothes are a lot more rough. And they, to me, they just look like scaled-up versions of, of the vintage figure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I like seeing early stuff, and especially when it's just a photograph like this. You really kind of get the, the idea of where things started. Yeah, and I like how uh, in, in his write-up, Ron makes reference to the fact that the picture is on a ping-pong table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which uh, let's put this out there for all the all the super uh, Kenner Raiders and stuff. Was there a ping pong table at Kenner? Hey, yeah, I mean, and, it could be. And that is something I would like to have. I mean, could could we get the Kenner ping pong <laughs> table? You know, while they were in between, uh, while they're on their coffee breaks. Yeah, I guess I haven't really <laughs> studied much about the about the the talking Yoda doll. Uh, do we know much more about it? Do either of you know anything more about it? About the 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 plan that, that they had to make it? Well, I don't. I mean, as far as the the production of the toy itself, there's a lot of different stages. I mean, there's the rotocast kind of mold process stuff, and I think there's some rubber heads out there. And I think I think I mean, we must have seen some of that stuff uh, in. Yeah, I think Gus had either some Gus's of that. or Gus Gus had some of it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just interesting. So much effort being put into it, um, and for it not to really work out. Uh, but what what is great though is on the archive the um, the re- recordings were, I guess, you know they're digitized and they're they're available to play, and it's just lines from the movie. Um, so it's just fun to see those making it that far. But uh, yeah, I mean, you would think what was there, there was like a fortune telling Yoda that was something that did get made, right? I mean, uh, my trademark is stupidity. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of venturing at it into unfamiliar territory for me, which is what I I try to do as much as I can with this. Right. It's like just learn something every time. But um, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if you were a kid, would you? I'm just thinking, like, from a kid's perspective, would you rather have a talking Yoda doll or or one that that told your future? I think as a kid. I think I'd rather have the one that just talked, but uh... yeah, yeah, no. I mean, they in 2005 they released a talking Yoda. Um, that was like, like you had to like squeeze its hand, and it would like tell you the whole story of Star Wars, and it would huh. have trivia, and you'd have to squeeze which hand did the right thing. Um, yeah, but the mechanism wasn't entirely clear, and any time you moved it, it said the same phrase. So it just wound up kind of driving you crazy. It would just always be something else wish you to do. Like, no, no, I just, I just want to something else wish you to do. All right, listen, I'm just going to move it over here. Something else wish you to do. All right, oh, listen, oh, then man. a kid would come over and try to play with it. But like you, in order to get it to start working, you had to press both hands simultaneously the exact yeah, right way. See. see, there's something good about just the simple drawstring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, you know, it looks like there's really – you know, less than a dozen of these around, but the fact that the sound still works on some, it really is just insane. I mean, stuff does not last that long, or something like that to, to survive is, is, it's awesome, really. Yeah, and I, I especially like, uh, the, uh, uh, the, 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 is it Wave or Wav? How do you pronounce that file? <laughs> oh, the Wave. Wave, that's Wave? Yeah, I think it's Wave and it's GIF. It's GIF, not a GIF? <laughs> 
It's a GIF, GIF. man. It's GIF. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. The man who invented GIF wrote, put up a web page to tell everybody that it's pronounced GIF. Wow. <laughs> that's that's crazy. All right. Well. Uh, Reality changed for you, man. It did. <laughs> it did, man. I'm going to write that down in my Microsoft Doak uh, file. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love the wave uh, of of try not do. Is that, that's what yeah. it says because I guess they didn't have enough time to actually get the real movie <laughs> quote. So one second, I'll, I'll put it on the show here. Yeah, so we, I figured we gonna have some of these. It's uh, let's see, it's so it just says. It just says try not do. Which totally <laughs> takes out the whole poetry, the whole scene. Uh-huh. Uh, but try not to much what? more forceful, Yoda. Man, yeah. <laughs> now, that, that's a that's a cool nugget. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Should we go straight into the unloved? Uh, Martin, should we do a vintage voca- a vintage uh, commercial theater? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no, I don't have a commercial theater prepared. Oh. Unf- you you set me up. I did. Oh, I did. Spared, spared, the vintage, the vintage, nothing takes more time than setting up the vintage oh, commercial I'm theater, sure. writing all the <laughs> the uh well, is it didascally in in English too or French? The stage directions. Did they say didascalia? <laughs> or is that just in French? Holy crap. What? Okay. I got to I got to keep moving here. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get the unloved <laughs> item. All right. You don't hate only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. The unloved and the unnatural. Steve used to study theater, right? <laughs> Not theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was it. Was more like cinema media. The, the theater was was not not included in that. So. See, the problem with knowing English not that well and then learning French is you get <laughs> stuck with these things where didascally is a word in French, and I don't know if it's a word in English or not. So I'll just say that I'll be like, it's written in the didascally, and that just sounds like I'm speaking gibberish. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, this actually seems like it's maybe a little bit more up your uh, your alley, Martin. Um, the article on uh, on Christmas cards. Yeah, I mean, I, with yeah. I figured with Pete Vilmer, you just mentioned you know him getting a start on your on your mm-hmm. uh, magazine. I mean, this this is just it's the later expression of that. I mean, I I started digging up these old blog posts by Pete uh, on StarWars.com because they tend to. He tends to just grab the perfect thing that we need, and I mean, we, we haven't really talked about it. it is it's it's uh, December, right? So it's coming up on the holidays, and I wanted to find something funky, and it, you start to run out when it comes to vintage stuff. So I was yes, glad two to years see. ago, two years ago, <laughs> Pete knew that you wanted Christmas. Yes, yeah. he had it in the in God. the can for us. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean. I know you get the the gift cards, but do you ever do any greeting card stuff? Oh no, no, not at all. Ah, oh, man, see, it, it's to me, it's this is like an untapped uh, venue. I mean, there's I got the, this crazy Halloween one, and I'm sure there's more of those, but this is the first set of Christmas ones I'd seen that were. I think these are from '77, so 
Yeah, drawing board greeting cards, 1977. Um, I mean, I don't know what more we want to say about them other than they are pretty awesome. But uh, Sky, do you have the Chewbacca one? <clears throat> no. And there uh, is so much to say about these, Steve. Yes, yes. I mean, I figured I'm, I'm trying to lead you on here. I'm not. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm not the, the good product that, that you are. Steve, <laughs> Martin's here. And if I talk for him in three minutes, he's going to get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is crazy. I hadn't seen these before. and uh, There's two with Chewie. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. one has Han on there, so it wouldn't count for me. <laughs> you, oh, that's, that's sorry. Your, your, your collection development policy <laughs> is strict about the Han Solo depictions, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he can, you know, like, I have the two-pack. He can be there. Yeah. Okay. If he happens to be there by mistake, if some jerk at KB Toy Store oh, throws him man. in instead of, you know, someone good like Klaatu, that's fine. But, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, the it's just the, the clarity of line on this yeah. artwork is just outstanding. It yeah. seems like it was an artist who was not working on a ton of, of, of reference material. I mean, no. if, you, if you look at the R2-D2 and C-3PO, C-3PO's arms are bored, stri- like completely straight. Like his <laughs> elbows are not bent. I've never seen a, a C-3PO. <laughs> and if you could see me in the Kivecast studio here at the Villa Gorilla, like my, my my hand, I'm just doing the motion with my hands because yeah. his arms are totally out. It looks completely wrong. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of get the feeling that they just let an artist uh, go for it. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I love that the, uh, the, the 3PO is wearing a, a Santa hat. I don't think I've ever seen any other. I think that's maybe the earliest sort of weird mix-up with the characters. Um, <laughs> and I love that it's for an out-of-this-world grandson. Yes, yeah, so you got the whole family covered here. <laughs> yeah, and for out of this world granddaughters, how happy would you be if you were a kid in '77 and you got one of these, one of these cards? Yeah, that's well, it's pretty sweet. The the Leia on that granddaughter one kind of looks like the Bendem. Do you remember those things? <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna feature the Bendem someday. Oh yeah, see, yeah, um, I, I have a feeling there's some people that will cringe and also rejoice so we'll we'll take both <laughs> we'll just the whole thing will just be a, a debate d8 about is a bendum vintage or not <laughs> <laughs> it's from the nether the nether <laughs> period man the dark ages <laughs> you know what the bendums are a lot like the star wars the galaxy cards because yeah. There was a certain time where there was just nothing to buy that was Star Wars. So anything you saw, you Weren't bought. Were they packaged together at one point or something similar? They Absolutely like, they were. Yeah, that's – yeah. Man. Is, is, that, is that Digby back there, uh, Steve? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's it's separated by two doors. He's starting to get a little anxious out there. <laughs> is he, he, yeah. might eat, he might eat his way through. So <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean the the Leia hologram is just great because it doesn't look like a hologram; it just looks like a little mini a small Leia. Version of, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Chewbacca, which I absolutely have to find, yeah, um, yeah. it's the mouth. It it looks like <laughs> like the annoying orange or uh, oh, you're right. Or like I don't know, like maybe Jimmy Kimmel does a thing of where you no Conan used to do it, where they just have the picture and then they'd have the mouth moving in yeah. the whole like. It it's just is totally incongruous to the rest of the drawing. Um, <laughs> uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, these are great. And the the from the alliance has Han and, and Luke yeah. both looking like little kids. Yeah, right, with rosy cheeks and, and all. And, and they they have the metal and of, of course Chewie doesn't. And Chewie's arm 
arms are way too short, right? Yeah. So he's like, holy, <laughs> he looks like a scarecrow. Yeah. You know what he looks like? He looks like the Weinergroff pendants. Wait a oh, minute. Oh, man. I think, because I've actually been, I've been in contact with, with Pete uh, here. Well, my contact, I mean, I owe him an email. Um, <laughs> which is basically the way I'm in contact with people. Uh, but talking with him about stuff, that looks like the Weinergroff pendant. Weinergroff. What, what is it, Martin? Weinergroff. Okay. Weinergroff. Um, <laughs> sorry, but doesn't it look like it? The the hair? No, because the Weingroff pendant has the arms going straight down, and they fly flip around. Remember? Yeah, no, it has the arms down. But what I'm saying is, like the hair, like the coloring and the the rigidity of it, the way he oh. looks like he's he's just he's 2D. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll see. I'll look at the show notes as I'm as I am building the show notes. We'll see if I think, yeah, I was right about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. The not. guest is always right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Actually, that Chewie kind of looks, dare I say it, a little sky esque. Look, look at that yeah. long, absurdly flat hair. I mean, if it started a little bit further back on his forehead, that would be the Sky Baca. Yeah, yeah. no, he's got he's got a bit of your haircut going. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, great nugget, Steve. Uh, this is this is our unloved man. This is all oh, right. Unloved, right? This is beyond. I think we're we're giving it some good love now. This is, and Pete obviously gave it its due credit two years ago. <laughs> we're yeah. just now dig, digging it out, but no, there's. I'm sure we'll be going back to to Pete's articles again because. There's always something timely. Um, yeah. So, I, and to be yeah, honest, I think stuff. we could call this whole episode the nugget from the sand crawler. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, true. Uh, it's uh, it's like we're we're taking uh, Martin and dusting him off, and <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Jeez, Steve. Can one segment go by where I don't insult our guest? <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see here. So, should we? push forward to the vocab because I, I think we actually have two vocab words um, so uh, let's uh... we let them folks change our vocabulary change our vocabulary first shot hard copy soft copy frosting M.I.B. So I, I guess, Martin, seeing as you, you don't consider yourself to be a, a super hardcore Yoda guy, uh, are you familiar with this month's vocab word, which is Hungarian pig nose? Uh, actually, I'm not familiar with that. All right. So uh, uh, this is for the, the bootleg fans out there. Yeah, I figured we had to get, get them something because it's, it's been on the white side. Yes. Um, so, Steve, what is a Hungarian pig nose? Which is, by the way, what so, I call people when I'm really mad at them. You Hungarian good... pig nose. Pi- yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the the part of that name is is self explanatory. They are from Hungary, um, but there's just something eerie about these. Um, it, Yoda should never be considered to me like a scary character. But if they'd given him a pig nose, I think he would have scared me to death. Um, yeah, these I guess they were thought to only come in one color, but they've a couple other shades of of green have surfaced. But uh, to me, it's just one of the weirdest looking bootlegs I think I've ever seen, as far as a main character goes. Because a lot of it's right, but the one thing that's glaringly wrong really just <laughs> it's wrong. It just totally rather than like having them be bright pink or 
or blue or something. It still kind of looks like Yoda, except something horrible happened to his face. <laughs> well, I think we know what happened. <laughs> right? Uh, oh, I'm, I mean... Oh, I'm, I mean... Oh, okay. Well, it's very clear. So the, the Hungarians had a sense of poetry uh, <laughs> and had a sense of understanding of the artistic creation... Uh, as well as a sort of interspecies fetish. Oh, okay. So, all right, all right. So I think they just understood, well, Frank Oz is Yoda. Frank Oz is Miss oh, Piggy. Oh, man. How if could I have not seen Frank this? Frank Oz and Miss Piggy had a baby a la King Tut, uh, <laughs> a la King Tut through Chaos yeah. the Alien and Princess Leia making a pyramid. If Leia, I mean, if 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 they had a baby... <laughs> Yoda and and uh, Miss Piggy. This is what it looked like. So this is actually uh, yeah. the Frank Oz bootleg. Okay, and problem solved. Yeah, <laughs> just mix it in with Kevin Klein. Uh, uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> he also did the movie In and Out. If you ever saw that movie, uh, I did not see that one. Uh, it's a, uh, man. It's a fairly good comedy about homosexuality. Okay, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Did I did I go too far, Martin? What what, what do you think about this idea of the pig nose? Le- uh, I keep saying that the pig nose Yoda being a, an artistic depiction of the offspring of Miss Piggy and Yoda. I can see where you're getting that from, but I uh, 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 to, to, to be honest with you, I tuned out when you when you started talking. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the show takes too long for you, Marty. If you tune out when I start talking, that's uh, that's an all, you got an awful lot of rewinding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I think. Uh, well, actually, you know what, Steve? That's our yeah. next vocab word. <laughs> so, Martin, for yeah. the main reason that you are a source of mystery to me is yeah. I have often heard amongst old-time collectors a verb that I did not know what it meant. And the verb is to be therned. What yes. does it mean, Martin? What does it mean to be therned? Because I'm pretty sure I've been therned several times on this podcast and many times over the past oh. few years, but I actually don't know what therning is. Now, I know that Wootening is the old-time collector John Wooten who we had on the show who's famous for shipping late. And so if you get wootened, that means that someone shipped – like you could depend on them, but it was shipped late. If you are skied, it means that so you sent an email and he really wanted to reply, but he just didn't because he's kind of a flake. Uh, I just invented that. That isn't a verb yet. But what is it to be therned? Well, to, originally to be therned was to be uh, uh, suddenly uh, – well, scold – and brought back on topic for having strayed or um, just started talking about something unrelated or, or unwanted or unacceptable. Man. So in, you know in a news group or in a news group or if you're, if you're sending email back and forth and you suddenly go off topic or um, another thing is if you if you go off, topic but you but you leave the subject of the email is something that was we were talking about three months ago right you could be therned when when i tell you to change the subject line of your email if you're not talking about the same thing anymore yeah, you know it's actually funny steve when you think about like 
like nouns that become verbs. You know, it yeah. reminds me like in like in like 14th century like French you know philology um, <laughs> that I'm, I'm setting you up, Martin. So like when when the 14th century you know when they I'm setting you up, Martin. You're supposed to thurn me now. <laughs> You're not going to do it. It's not the right time. Oh, oh man! I got thurned while there I was trying to get thurned. Look at that, Steve. I just got thurned on a thurn. Unbelievable! Yeah. You are the really? meta thurner. That's what you are. <laughs> oh man! Well, I like that very much. Uh, I think that that uh, Steve. I, I think that we should. I'll try to create a drop, and if I ever go too far off. Yeah. Um, if I ever, when I go too far off or when we go too far off, I'll, I'll hit the third button <laughs> and, uh, it'll be a little sound and I, it'll, I'll probably take a quote from something that, that, uh, Martin has said during this, during the show, along with a little sound clip, maybe from the prog rock band. Hey. Third drops outtake session. Would you like some aloe vera? You just got turned. Ah, it thurns! It thurns! And it thurns, 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 that ring of fire, that ring of fire. You got thurned! Speaking of prog rock, um, okay. <laughs> no, we're not talking about prog rock. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you got thurned! So that's what that's what thurning is. I that makes sense because whenever I would read it, it would be in the rebel scum forms, whatever, and someone would just say, "You got thurned with a smiley face," and I'd be like, "Oh, haha, I don't know what that means." <laughs> uh, but now, does it just basically mean any criticism that just comes from you at all? Uh, I don't think so, but it has ex- probably expanded a little bit beyond the just the the, the off-topic thing. Right. Well, I think it's good. I think we need more Thurners in in the world because uh, it's, it's true. Because if you're putting in the effort to care what someone's doing, then you should be given the access to criticize them and help them do it better. Right? I mean, isn't that the way the world yeah. should work? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So keep criticizing me, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep on trying to find a way to end a sentence with a preposition so that you can correct me. But it's, it's actually kind of hard to f- find a way to end a, to end a sentence like that if you can't figure out a way, like, a word to do it with. <laughs> Come on, I did it! All right. Jeez. A word with which to do it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is exactly how I was hoping this would go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this could be really fun, actually. If I get the third drop, that that could be pretty good, and just it could just be like this button to press. But uh, yeah, we don't really have have drops work like that. Uh, so actually, and and speaking of of thurning in general, so then uh, the the market watch has been sort of a, a sort of consistent theme of like, is it too long, and and how should we do it? And for a while, we had Chris's drop where he said, you know. Mm-hmm. If if you think uh, if you think the market watch is too long, right? Uh, and I put it back in uh, last month. But in general, mm-hmm. he said he didn't like he didn't like it there because it made him seem like he was a jerk. Um, 
And to which Martin said, well, I'll record one if you want. <laughs> I'll be happy to thurn the market watch every month. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe what we could do um, is, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, record, we'll record that. Um, so what we'll do is we will record the lightning round with you, Martin, and then I'll record the, the thurn market watch warning. Uh, and then we'll, you know, and that, that'll be our, our official goodbye to you, uh, for the month. How, how does that sound? Sure. All right. So are you ready for the lightning round, Martin? I think so. You think so? <laughs> okay, good. So, uh, I, I don't know. I was supposed to, Steve, I was supposed to change all these questions at one point, wasn't I? <laughs> we're, we're, we got a few rotators in there. <laughs> Basically, what happens is I just do a open apple find, open apple F, um, which is command F, but I still say open apple. Um, I just do command F and just do lightning and just look for the most recent thing that I found. And it could be from two years ago or a month ago. Yeah. So question number one, Martin, what is your favorite bad line from a Star Wars film? I sure, I sure hope that old man got that tractor beam out of commission. This is going to be your shit. Okay, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. I actually say that line. like That is in my rotation in general. I sure hope the old man got that. What is it again? I sure hope the old man got that tractor beam out of commission. Or this is going to be a real short trip. Okay, hit it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'll say that like if I send someone off to some other somewhere else to do something and I'm doing something else. It's a perfect line. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, what is your holy grail item, Martin? Um, that would have to be uh, in, I think it was in 2005 for episode three, Kmart had a set of gift cards that you had to, I don't remember exactly, you had to buy Pepsi and you had to buy chips and you had to buy this and that and then you had to mail it all in and you got a set of three gift cards back. And I don't have those, and they never show up for sale. They're, I don't know where they all went. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and you've been looking since 2005? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I, I didn't start seriously collecting till like, right after that. So I missed out on, on getting doing the mail away myself. Right. Wow. Um, I mean, that's, you know... We've had that same answer for the past four months in a row, but that's cool if you want to be Sorry. like everyone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Kmart gift set three-pack mail-away. <laughs> wait, seeing as that's – can I thurn your Holy Grail item and say that's not a, not a, not a vintage item? Or not? Okay. Um, so then if uh, – uh, No, you may not. I may not. That's true. You can't thurn a thurn. No. <laughs> Thurn could thurn a thurn, but I the can't. System, the system will crash if that, right. <laughs> if that The only meta thurning will be done by the meta collector himself. Uh, boy, you know, that's a. Because last month we had Tommy as the, as the Marvel villain known as the archivist. Right. Um, I think that we could have, you know, uh, Thurn the meta collector would be, it would be another good, you know, Marvel bad guy character. Well, the bad guys in uh, John Carter were the therns. Remember that? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, no, I Much like the rest it. of the world, I did not see that movie <laughs> <laughs> or or read the book. But uh, and they were called the therns. Yes. 
Wow. Ah, I think it felt I, differently, but still, it was pretty exciting one to hear that when you're sitting in the movie theater and said, "Oh, the therns, what?" I think I know where the sound drop for the thern is going to come from. I have to find a copy of that movie. We know nothing is better than me for in in Superstar, uh, the movie with Mary Catherine Gallagher, a very young Will Ferrell uh, stars in it uh, as a character named Sky, and she says. <laughs> Ooh, Sky is the swaziest. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, that is my new line. Sky is the swaziest. <laughs> um, so uh, if your house were burning in the beautiful D.C. area, uh, hey, do you live anywhere near Gaithersburg? Uh, it's across the river, yeah. Okay, I used to have a girlfriend from there. Okay, uh, if you were across the river from Gaithersburg and your house were burning, what does the one item you would grab this is this is tough because there's two two items that are way up there but i guess i would grab the one that's kind of on the way to the door and <laughs> it doesn't have to be practical <laughs> but it's the this is the um from celebration four um the collecting panel volunteers got a gift which was a framed set of the gold-plated medallions oh yeah and that's it that's one of what's i mean that's has a lot of personal you know value to me yeah so that would that would be what i grab oh that's nice yeah it's kind of like a so it's replaceable the object is replaceable but the significance is not right and then finally if you were a, a vintage item and it can't be a Kmart gift card. If you were a vintage item, <laughs> oh, which, <laughs> which one would you be? All right. This is this is probably going to sound really lame, but I think they all do anyway. Um, <laughs> I would be a, a, a C-3PO action figure with loose limbs. Okay, why is that? Well, and the reason is, okay, two reasons. Uh, C-3PO was the first my, uh, first action figure I ever got as a kid. Okay. And also, as as I'm now, I'm getting older, and I, my, you know, it's like my body feels like I have his loose limb. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, because there's something about the about the the loose. Yeah, that's good. That why why is that? Why would that be a lame answer? Just because you don't like the question? I don't know. I don't know. No? Okay. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much. I think um, Steve actually just dropped out. Um, oh, dear. So I think what we'll do then is assume that he says thank you and good talking to you and just re- record your, your therning of, uh, of, of the market watch and, uh, and, and have a, have a and say see you later. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to record your, your uh, therning sound drop? Uh, gee. I guess. Okay, go for it. One dollar flicks. Market watch. If, like me, you want to skip the market watch, you can skip ahead to... Two hours and 41 minutes. And the market watch has been thurned. Thurned! Oh. All right, Steve. Well, 
<laughs> we just recorded a little bit of witty banter, and uh, it didn't get recorded. Yeah. It was after I came back, after you hung up on Martin by mistake. Right. But anyways, I recorded his bit uh, of the therning, and uh, I was just explaining. I'll say it again, and you act like it's new. Uh, <laughs> I had to run upstairs to grab a handful of goldfish because <laughs> at midnight I'm supposed to stop eating because I'm going to have surgery in the morning. And uh, for all you doctors out there, you can laugh at me because I know it's an arbitrary <laughs> time. But I kind of treat myself <laughs> like a gremlin. This is new, by the way. I didn't come up with a gremlin thing. But like, okay, okay yep, if, yep. if I eat at 12.01, then the surgery is <laughs> going to go terrible. And yep. that horrible buffalo chicken sandwich at Friendly's that I ate last night will be my last meal. And I <laughs> I have to admit, I have thought about that. You know, I don't go – this is the second time in my life I've ever gone under. And there's a chance you don't wake up, you know? Yeah, that's true. So my Man. last meal will have been a buffalo blue sandwich at, at Friendly's. With my mom and my kids, so that's good. Hey, see, that's what matters. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start singing memories here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there's a third button, press it now. Yep. <laughs> so let's let's talk about uh, – I think we kind of recorded early, so we just have, uh, we just have um, Pete's uh, Market Watch, right? Yeah, yeah, we've got Pete's Market Watch, which is all uh, Star Wars era related stuff. Um, and you know, just like the last last few, it's it's a wide selection. Um, I thought we'd go through some highlights, um, things that really stuck out to us. Um, the first one, or I guess we'll start. Usually, we kind of build up to the most expensive thing. It seems like, but I figured we'd we'd start with one of the higher ones. Uh, as far as the carded figures go, uh, there was a FET that was sold for. Uh, about forty four hundred dollars um, on a Star Wars uh, card, and it's just—I mean, I don't know. I we—I guess we haven't really talked about the whole thing with the uh, the foreign cards yet. But just seeing carded figures now, and I start to kind of get—I just makes me nervous to even look at them. <laughs> I know, had I the know. same reaction, Steve. It's funny you said that. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I just get nervous even looking at them, which is sad. Um, but, well, yeah. Well, especially really nice carded figures. <laughs> this yeah, is a really yeah, nice yeah. Uh, uh, Boba Fett. But I mean, yeah. I don't know if those conditions can really be repeated. I mean, true mint card backs and mint bubbles. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, anyway, I mean, yeah, with with the uh, you know the Star Wars cards always seem to be at a premium as as usual, and Fett doesn't doesn't stray from that in this case um and then there's an afa 85 han that was 2500 and it's just it's just weird to me like i'm I'm still getting that odd vibe like i haven't really even looked at card figures in a while and it's just before they would kind of bring such a really it's like a great feeling but now man i don't know don't mean to bring the uh the bummerness out here but <laughs> yeah my last meal be buffalo blue chicken sandwich friendly my last <laughs> kive cast will be complaining about carded figures with steve getting thurned <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah uh, but um i don't know i mean it's i don't know i gotta i gotta snap snap myself out of this right yeah, because I mean these are all these are all graded. It's not like AFA graded any of the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, there's a, there's a debate D8. Why don't you guys send that in to kivecast at gmail dot com? Uh, 
is AFA to blame or what uh that's not really a, a debate. Yeah, that's more of a like yeah. <laughs> are, I mean, are, how much of a how much of a role do they have in this, you know? Right. Right. Uh, I would say not much. I actually give them kind of a pass because AFA is just the best people in AFA are people who know the hobby and everyone's been fooled for a right. long time, so yeah, man. Um, all right. So we'll try and bring this back to the uh, the other side of things. Um, there was uh, some cool box stuff that that sold. There was at, at pretty high prices. There was a box Tie Fighter that I think went for eleven hundred. Um, AFA seventy five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it's high. Um, you also had uh, an X Wing that went for thirteen fifty. Um, and then I think. I mean, for the Cantina sets, did you look at these? There was one, yeah. the Sears one that sold for nine hundred and thirty-eight, which was, and this isn't graded. I don't, or I don't think it is. Yeah, um, it's just, man, I, I don't know. It's we're getting to these points where these, these market watch items. I don't really know what to say other than just whoa. <laughs> you know, I think if we had a, had a drinking game. Uh, it might be Steve saying man during the market watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's absolutely right. <laughs> you sure say man a lot. Uh, when it comes to these, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the problem is that what we don't really know is how to really pull off the market watch because we can just say that the prices are really high or we can just kind of give the prices. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I like it. Maybe it's because ever since the site came up, that's the sort of historical cataloging that we need. Yeah. So it's more us just yeah. commenting on it. We're just basically going to say high or low. Um, right, right. Which I suppose... And it's, it's, you know, I take that whole Price is Right thing from last month was awesome. Um, and I, I meant to... I think next time we should try and somehow figure out a way to incorporate that again because that was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be fun. We could do that and just... Uh, we'll have uh, uh, Brisbane Brisbane or uh, or Fantastic just send it to you, and then you yeah, can be the quiz yeah. master or or send it to me. Vice versa, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, there's some things there where I've you know uh, a two pack like a, there's a, a just an item I didn't know existed, and that's one thing that yeah. I like, uh, which is yeah. a two pack of uh, uh, Boba Fett and uh, Luke X Wing. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's and uh, that was let's see, that sold for eleven thousand fifty three dollars. But I'd never. <laughs> what? Wait, why are you laughing? Wait, eleven thousand, man. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that, yeah. That, that would be something. <laughs> I just said it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, one thousand, man, one thousand one hundred fifty three. Now I'm super conscious of it. <laughs> man, don't be super conscious of it. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I, just, I didn't know that there was a, a Luke X-Wing, well, uh, Boba Fett 2-pack. That's just pretty cool. You know, the, cool. and, uh, a Greedo and Snaggletooth sold for a similar amount, uh, yeah. 1,358. Uh, yeah. that was a blue Snaggletooth. Blue, blue, yeah. Yep. And Greedo. And then Greedo and Red Snaggletooth. Get quite a discount. It was 260. Yeah. So <laughs> for a hundred and $1,500, I gotta watch out my decimals here. Uh, <laughs> you could get uh, you could get both snaggle teeth two packs. Yeah. Hey. For the, the <laughs> wait a minute, wasn't the uh, the plural version of snaggle tooth something we discussed recently? 
Did we ever come to a conclusion on that? Well, you know, we're gonna, we were going to get to it to the feedback. Uh, the, archi- oh, okay. the archivist okay. suge- thinks that Snaggletooth sounds better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I knew I'd read that somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Okay, wait a minute. What is this Jawa 8-pack of carded figures? Have you looked at this yet? I have not. I am okay, just it's... going to do my Karnak here and guess that that is a... Uh, uh, yeah, a, a box of um, Meccano. Uh, a box of Meccano Jawas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, there have been a couple, like, shipping cartons okay. of okay. Jawa, uh, Meccano Jawas, which is why, okay. of all the carded figures, Meccanos are extremely rare, very hard to find, but there's just a ton of them, uh, a ton of. Jawas. This is pretty cool because it's a sealed. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've, I've never seen anything quite like that for these. That's cool. Yeah, they, so those twenty seven hundred bucks. Okay, which really is not too bad because you yeah, you know they're just going to. I think you could potentially open it up and then sell it, sell them as uncirculated <laughs> carded figures <laughs> uh, because they're still in the in the. The, the original uh, shipping yeah, case. Original shipping yeah. case. Um, huh. But I mean, and it's a great idea because when you're buying carded figures, you want carded figures that are from a line that you would think is really rare from somewhere in Europe that are ridiculously mint and in seemingly endless supply. Nothing <laughs> could possibly go wrong with that kind no. of arrangement, Steve. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Ugh. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> to hearing what Matthias had to say. Oh um, yeah, no, it was it, yeah. was, it was funny because I was like, the kids were sledding and they were hungry, and like my daughter comes in, in the middle of it and it's like, I want to go to Friendlies. I'm like, I'm talking about the Palatoy scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it like that? No, but. <laughs> And you could, sw- uh, you could swap it out with soft goods cloak, or you could have like a vintage style, uh, you know, like oh, final cloak. He <laughs> He's coming back. We still haven't named this guy though. That uh, <laughs> that that could be a, not not poll, but a, a raw fill in, like a yeah, a caption. Send, you know? send it to cadcast at, at gmail dot com. Yeah, um, yeah. Which actually, speaking of feedback, why don't we uh, why don't we segue into feedback? Okay. Um, because we didn't get much this month. Yeah, I mean it's it's different. It manifests itself in different ways, I guess. Do, do you know um, why I think, Steve? What's what's that? You know, like when a, when a cat really loves you, right? <laughs> and you leave that cat for seven days with just, just a pile of food. <laughs> what do you come home to? But a, a pile of cat feces on your comforter and on your pillow. <laughs> That's how they show they love you. Oh yeah. The, the Kivecast went to Cape Cod for a couple, five, six days to get its head straight while it right. was going through a divorce. And in that time, we didn't record a show. And so right. I think that was the fan saying, yeah, that's cool. You, you can go away for a couple months. We, we don't care. Just, you just, I left a little something for you. Just a little something for you on the comforter. Check it out. <laughs> what do you think? Is that right? Uh, I don't know if I'd go quite that far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh man! But I, but I, I understand where you're coming from, though. That 
that cat thing, it's it's absolutely true. <laughs> well, I guess my thing is that I think that last month's episode is one of my all-time favorite episodes. That's true. It was it was one of the the more fun ones to 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 put together. And it had so many things that I thought were like this is exactly why we're putting out this show. You know, I mean like yeah. this month like discovering that that Martin actually did do the fanzine thing and find this whole realm of collecting that I didn't know about and I now know about yeah. and can share with other people. That is why the show exists. But part yeah. of it was also that I heard Ron telling stories about going to Cincinnati and right. I really wanted to share that with other people. Yeah. And it got good yeah. response, but it did. It did. But as everybody experiences, you know, they often feel underappreciated for the service that they render unto the hobby. Um, but, uh, um, so, but Tommy, even though he was on the show, Joy we, all can share. we gave us our most useful feedback. Um, so he really likes Snaggletooths as, as the plural for Snaggletooth. Right. Um, and maybe we should do that. Maybe that could be a poll. Should be Snaggletooths or Snaggleteeth. Yeah. Um, and uh, and fired the big gun. That's <laughs> if I had more time and energy, I would re-record the beginning to include "fire the big gun" uh, in the intro. <laughs> and he oh, he asked the question: How come how come Tommy gets the holiday special clip and Ritter gets <laughs> the man with no name Morricone drop? <laughs> do, do you know the answer to that, Steve? Uh, what? How? Why this decision was made? Yeah. What, why is it that I, Mike I don't know. Ritter? That, that, that was. <laughs> well, the, the reason why is because uh, his symbol, his avatar, is for the Opie and Anthony radio show. Ah. Um, which I wouldn't consider myself a huge fan of it, but I listen to it when they have, uh, like, when they're good, they can be really good, and like yeah. when they're not good, they're kind of mediocre. But I listen to them a fair amount, um, okay. and they open every single show at six a.m. or whenever they start, and they play. The theme song from the Good and the Bad and the Ugly, uh, okay. the entire way through. Oh, like you know, it's a really long song. So that was yeah. a a a wink to Mike okay. to All say, right. you know, thank you for coming on the show and uh, and. Hey, see that 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 works. I think that's good. Yeah, um, he said that he he didn't deliver the level of drama for the Kenner Commercial Theater. <laughs> I don't know if that's not true. Um, I, I don't know. The script wasn't as good. I mean, my part was <laughs> as good, but the actual commercial itself. Um, <laughs> but you didn't write that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that Chris needs a record a you snooze, you lose drop. And I think it's true. I, that definitely, I think, I think that, that, yeah. that as much as ah has to be linked to Matthias, um, yeah. I think that you snooze, you lose should definitely be linked. <laughs> You snooze, you lose, and you're way behind right from the start. I've got a Pokemon, and you don't. Actually, I was in I was in a coffee shop yesterday grading finals, and the song Black Velvet <laughs> came on, <laughs> and I immediately started thinking of Bruce. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, Bruce was actually featured on, I think it was in GQ, um, GQ Online, like the must-have art thing, and it was one of his paintings. Really? So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy said that he didn't think he just discovered his radio voice um, <laughs> and that he was talking too fast. Uh, Tommy, it's not that you haven't discovered your radio voice. It's you haven't discovered your radio microphone. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is? <laughs> the two times I've had him on to edit him and like get his sound levels right. 
<laughs> oh, we need to get that boy a, a blue snowball. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that might be the solution. <laughs> and then at the very end, he says that I never did actually explain what Raskovy was. <laughs> um, and uh, so he says it stands for Rec, uh, short for Recreation, Arts, SF, short for Science Fiction, uh, Vintage. And so that's, right. that's how it became. So thank you, uh, Tommy. Um, Ron mentioned that he could hear himself getting drunker as the podcast progresses. <laughs> <laughs> Which for the guests is good, for the hosts is bad. <laughs> so there's some episode in there, I don't know, probably like 28 or something or other. One of those episodes, and I was just enjoying my uh, my Jenny Cream Ale. Your Jenny, your Jenny Lane. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely by the end it was like I. It's like it would be if we recorded tomorrow <laughs> with my dry socket. Right. <laughs> um. And Jared just wrote this insane write-up. Oh my god! It is. This is something that he has done numerous times in the past, but it's been a while since we got something of this level. I mean, you have everything from Burt Reynolds to Bernie Loomis appearing in this story. Yeah, and it all revolves around the Bestman security guard. Um, I, I, oh, I, it's just, it's ridiculously great. Yeah, I think. Uh, we'll have to do. A, maybe we'll. I find a way to like put a post of that up on the Kivecast. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's uh, it's it's a little too long for me to have the energy to read right now. Yeah, I don't think we could do it justice. Yeah, I can't um, really do it justice, and I only have ten minutes left. It's eleven fifty here, and so I need to finish recording the show and eat these granola bars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what brand you got there? I mean, you got Nature Valley's. <laughs> uh, it's a ripoff of Nature Valley. It's oh, like all right. it's. I think it's the BJ's store brand. Okay. No, no, Cascadian Farm. So that's Kellogg's pretending to be organic. <laughs> that, um, that's the third button right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not sure it is. I love how he corrected me saying that wasn't third. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. That was. And he also provided a little bit of a, a striking symbol of the Ugnaughts. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And the Ugnaughts will be opening up season six. That's right. Is he next? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Sam. Here we go. Which, yeah, I was actually just looking at, at Kellerman and I saw That's the, the one thing I forgot to do today. I'm, I'm out of my rhythm. That's usually what I do when I first get ready. I'm like, I got to remember what's next. And I yeah. did not. Did not do it today. You know, the short, ugly guys. We've got to run on short, ugly guys. Um, <laughs> and I was also thinking, you know, Kenner, I, it's great that you changed the artwork. Uh, but why did they change the artwork for Yoda? Okay, yeah. look at – so they changed the artwork of Luke from him staring at the suns to him in the gunner photo. Right. Great. Right. That makes sense. Uh, Han, they changed it. Actually, that doesn't make that, that much one, sense. That one either. doesn't even make that much sense to me no, it's either. True. It's like Han in a vest shooting. No, 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 no. We got to change it to him, like in a vest shooting. <laughs> well, a- at least in the newer version, he seems a little bit more calmed down. Right. Uh, obviously, Chewie. They wanted to reflect that he was on Endor and not just the same guy he was before. Yeah. Right. But Yoda, they took one of him sitting down, looking meditative in a swamp, and yep. then they're like, okay. Scrap that. Let's do one of him looking meditative in a swamp. <laughs> and I don't even think it's a different movie, right? 
It's not even. I don't think so. No, no. It, it's it's a different shot from from Empire. Um, but I don't know about you. I like the first one better. I, I don't know. They're so similar. They are so similar, but for whatever, I, maybe it's just the the purist liking the original form of something better. But to me, that picture just looks looks better. But uh, less less stock image. For reason, that that picture of him standing there, I feel like I've seen that everywhere. Whereas that other that other card back image is something I really associate with that Empire card back. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, it really does, Steve, and that actually. It- would get me on a on a tangent. I think of like of <laughs> of the card backs that some just feel like oh yeah we've all seen that and that's true the 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 second card back is the same as the you know hey go read a book Yoda right that right. is absolutely stock but then there's some like the Vader is great right yeah because it's yeah. like that is just not a stock image that's just like some random thing that you just don't really see. But the Chewbacca right. is definitely the stock Chewbacca image, you know, the, the gunner yeah, photo. Yeah. And the Han right. Hoth is just – basically, if it's a bad card, it's not a stock image. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's the right <laughs> – well, Although, yeah. if you think about the R2, this is fun. Yeah, I think it would be fun not now because uh, I got to eat this granola bar. But at some point soon, we should, we should go through them and figure out which <laughs> ones. And actually, the Bespin, maybe that's why. Maybe uh, it's that they switch from a less stock image to a more stock image. Yeah. So like the the Luke uh, hallway is just right. It's I mean, just like a, it's like a reference still, like you'd see, or, or like a just a set photo. Yeah. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get Mister Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a daily variety two sheet. No, uh, no, no, not not going to go that far. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my movie dork voice. I'm a man of a thousand talents. Yes, uh, I just have to. I've yet to manifest one. Um, yeah, so maybe that that could be it. I spit all over my computer, by the way, when I did that voice. <laughs> I think that that just is what you're signing up for when you it when is. you bring that out. <laughs> um, I got a a good one of my favorite screen names of all time, Bobby Bob's. Yeah, hey, that's um, a good one. He uh, he put a nice a nice story, um, sort of about. About his sanity, where he traveled by train. Oh, that's right. From yeah. The Hague, in Netherlands, to Brussels in Belgium, which was six hours. And then on the way back, the train hit a pony. God, which? Why not just say a horse? If if you're on a train and you hit a pony, like it makes people depressed. You know. <laughs> Oh man, like that you, is pretty rough. Like if you like if you if you run if if you run over a, a kitten, and and the, the, you know your kid in the back of the car knows that you killed something. Say you killed a cat, a kitten, <laughs> and a pony. Anyways, uh, after a significant delay, we got moving again for a few minutes before they announced a car accident on the tracks just ahead of us had blocked our route. Oh, oh man. Uh- <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so weird. I was on a train uh, from Brussels to Amsterdam, and it was supposed to be like it's the same story. It was supposed to be, you know, like a three or four hour thing, and it took it felt like like twelve hours to get. There was just something about that that area on a train track that was just bad luck. <laughs> yeah, so it turned into uh, ten hours. He said, "Welcome to Benelux. Your podcast got me through." He said, I must admit I was a little sick of your voices after about nine hours. Yeah, I, man, I, I can't believe you made it that far. That That's yeah. admirable. 
that that is admirable. So for those of you who are stuck on the train in between The Hague and Brussels, yeah, uh, <laughs> just know that when you get to Brussels, uh, great selection of beer. Uh, museums are chock filled with northern renaissance artifacts uh <laughs> some nice unified architecture in the town square music of jacques brel not to mention the muscles it's worth it you'll get there soon guys don't oh, worry man. about it that was a good little uh travel ad for for brussels oh brussels is awesome yeah i've only been to the train station and that that was not fun yeah but uh <laughs> Oh, All right. Well, Steve, uh, I would almost say that in honor of our special guest, we should not do our final segment. <laughs> but I'm still going to. So, Steve, you uh, actually I, went to a hockey game. Is that correct? You sent me a, a, I did, yeah. a picture. Saying I did. I sent you a picture. I'm glad you got it. Um, <laughs> I said I was trying to learn, learn the ways of the puck. And I thought, man, if I can get any response, if he knows that I'm at a hockey game... <laughs> Did you get but, uh, skied? <laughs> yep, I did. I sure did. No, um, no. I've, I went to a Kings uh, Blues game a couple weeks ago, and it was. I've been to two now, um, but man, it is. It's an awesome experience. Yeah, uh, that's a really fun. Not know, especially not knowing what's going on. Yeah, you just kind of follow it. It was just much easier to to follow in person than it is on TV for right. me, anyway. So I had a blast. We'll we'll be going again soon. I'm sure. Awesome. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I I opened that up. I looked at it with a smile, and I thought, "That's awesome, Steve." And I closed. I turned off my phone <laughs> and went to bed. The problem is, is that I'm not good at like the LOL, like one oh, word no, response. I wouldn't expect, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah. So uh, things are going great for us in the fantasy hockey league, Steve. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I am now leading you, which is good. See, my neglect is really starting to show itself now. <laughs> So I'm in ninth out of tenth place, and you're in tenth out of tenth place. Yeah. Now uh, I guess I figured I might well as well try and pronounce another name on my team. Okay. We got Landeskog last time. That that's pretty tame. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I'll go with another pretty tame but hilarious one to me. Uh, on my bench for the New York Islanders, Cal Clutterbuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what he's up to, but uh, I just know that he's owned by 1% of all, uh, or started on 1% of all uh, rosters, so. Uh, that's good. Uh, awesome, Steve. Well, uh, let's see. So I guess January is a month made for Ugnaughts. Um, yeah, it is it's actually the other side of the uh, of the. Uh, Whole strike scenario. We gotta, we gotta get the Ugnot perspective. So yeah, and it's it's gonna be uh, a new year. You know, this has been uh, you know 2013 is it's my Chinese calendar year. The year of the snake mm-hmm. was 2013. Um, 13 is my lucky number, and 2013 has been the worst year of my life by a factor of 10. So yeah. I can't wait to see you guys in 2014. A year that is going to be. By comparison, just the greatest thing ever. Yeah, uh, hopefully. So uh, that I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be the year of the horse next year. I don't know what it is, but uh, it'll be fun. Do you have any big plans for the for New Year's? Uh, for New Year's, I think we're going to make our way back to Galita, the Good Land. Nice. Um, haven't been up for a while, so that's that's where we're going to be. Um, what about you? 
I think I'm probably going to be looking at the dying gall in uh, Washington, <laughs> D.C. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to go on a, a megalopolis trip with the kids. I think we're going to try and cool. hit New York City and Philadelphia, uh, you know, starting in Boston, obviously. I'm going to try and catch okay. a, a Bruins game, but nice. they're, like, all sold out. So, like, tickets are mad expensive. Um, you'll you'll find a way in there, I, yeah. I think. Ooh, Hopefully. and I'm going to go see Kanye on Saturday, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> man, yeah. that's that's a big – man, you got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, man. That's good. That's cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome, Steve. Well, uh, you've uh, you've done it again. You've wasted another seven hours with the uh, with the yep. podcast. I'm hoping this is our <laughs> longest episode ever, just just for the for the purity of the uh, <laughs> of the exchange. Yes. Um, but uh, all right, then. Uh, what was the? See, we talked about the three cards. Wampa Wampa. Adios. These action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package is in stores with its colorful Star Wars picture display fan and certificate 